Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560 toll-free for Dayton Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Anybody have a heart or a liver? No. All right, you who parties so must take it slow. Protect your inside. Don't sing with Stephen Stills. Or Graham Nash, or even Neil Young. Treat your liver well. Don't drink like hell. Uh It'll surely go bad. Oh, please, just keep it clean. It can't be fixed. You'll need a donor. Don't you ever party hard. If you do, you could die. Or just wait in a long climb. It is so hard. Like David Crosby. He's still alive, God damn it. That's the sad part of it. Good people die in a miserable, no good piece of crap. David Crosby is still alive. Well, goes to show you, the Lord works in mysterious ways, don't he? Uh-huh. So it's 10.02 at 560 WQM. Boy, that was sure a fast weekend, wasn't it? Man, it just flew right on by. Did we have a weekend this way? No. I don't think so. I think we just passed. It is spring, by the way, and I got some real, real interesting news. This, this could be good news or bad news, depending. This overhead blows, by the way, George. I'm starting to really like the new studios, by the way. I don't want to say that too loudly. And also, this is D-Day, before I get into this whole thing about spring has sprung and everybody's on the way out of town. Yeah, you know that once the, the season, it, it just keeps getting shorter and shorter. You know what I'm saying? Like as you get older, certain other things keep getting like shorter and shorter. They contract. They shrivel up into your body. And the so-called season down here, <laughs> which used to run like from, uh, oh, you know, like at the latest Thanksgiving until in the May, sometime in May. Now it runs from like maybe, if we're lucky, Christmas time until as uh, soon as Pesach and Easter come and they shoot out of here like they're shot from a cannon. It's almost over with. Which we're not, not that we're complaining. You see, that's a blessing on the one side because uh, all the pain in the ass tourists, all the frogs, they're going away, all the heavy duty traffic, all the land of the lost. We got enough bad drivers down here already without that crap, okay? So that part of it, they're on the way out. So it's just going to be us. It's going to be like from the 1st of April all the way through till, uh, what is it again, December? Just like last summer. And I'm used to that. You know, we can just throw the phone on the floor and forget about that. Although if we can get one call now. what Can anybody give us a spy report? Is Henry Barrow still on the air? Do we have any? Uh... No. This morning I was uh, flipping around on my dial desperately. I mean, searching, desperately searching. Remember that song, Desperately Searching for Something? On AM? Well, I mean, I don't want to hear about, uh, you know, the sports crap. Jesus Christ. The only sport we care about on this show is wrestling. Oh! Got a great fact about that, too, by the way. And, guys, you're not fooling anybody anymore. I talked to a whole bunch of people about that over the weekend. They all said, you're right, 95% or more. Every guy that, you know, 95% of them. I'm sure the guys in that picture are straight as an arrow. But other than them, 
one, now maybe four or five other guys that I was talking about last Friday. College wrestlers, no, almost no straight. See, these guys are just confused. You know, they just get sucked into it. And then, uh, you know, then eventually they say, oh, wait a minute, there's something wrong going on here, and they get out of it. Get out of it before it's too late. But the other guys are all like, uh, you know, they want to grab your thing. Any guy that wants to grab your thing, he's a faggot. Take, Trust me. I'm telling you right now, that's nothing complicated. Why do we have people calling and debating that here on Thursday and Friday? No, seriously, what, what is the debate on that? So I'm flipping around the radio this morning. Oh, I'll get back to the thing about the cleansing your liver. This is Cleansing Your Liver Month, oh. Leo Rogers Show. And any of our sales holes, by the way, that think they're bringing any food in here that I'm going to eat between now and like the end of April, forget it. Blow it out your ass. Give it to Fat Boy. And by the way, Fat Boy, we don't want to see you anymore. What did he come in here for this morning? With that red face. You notice how he's getting real red in the face? I think just before the end, they get real. You know, anybody who's that fat, just before they're about ready to stick him in the big piano uh, case is when they start getting real red in the puss. You ever see anybody get real red in the puss? Uh-huh. That's the time to uh, stick him in the box. But at any rate, uh, we don't want to see him anymore. What the hell am I talking about? Oh, about the uh, flipping around this morning. And I'm looking for Henry Barrow on there to see if that show is still on and whether Mark Benson, the unctuous one, is on with him. I didn't hear anybody. All I heard was some awful, syrupy Sandy Payton promo and a couple of make-believe spots for some witch doctors. And they're segueing all this uh, garbage music. Johnny Mattress and uh, some other really grotesque stuff. Then I punched over to JNA and I heard Ooga Booga Ranieri. All by him and his lonesome. Just moi, as he said. And, uh, you know, it was uh, what you'd expect. I wish you all the luck in the world, Mike. You'll need it. Now, he deserves uh, better. He's been screwed over badly. And I'm scouring that AM dial. Then I heard Mr. Eagle for about three seconds talking about he's going to turn 60 years old any day now. Not going to be sad. There's a man, if he should live so long, when he's 90. It'll be just like Jerry Williams. He'll have to die on the air. Seriously. Of course, Walt Sabo screwed Jerry in the back, so he can't die on the air because they took him off before that happens. But why, you know, why would anybody want to do that? Why do people do that? In fact, wouldn't it have been great if Elijah Kazan, and by the way, his name isn't Elia, even though he, you know, years ago it was Elijah. It's, it's kind of like uh, Tony Dorsett, Tony Dorsett. You know, which way do we pronounce it this week, depending on the artist formerly known as Elia Kazan? The backstabber, formerly known as that piece of crap. And I didn't watch any of the Oscars last night. But this morning, you see, that's the good part about the Oscars. It lasted four hours and two minutes. You don't have to watch any of it, especially if you didn't see any of those movies anyway. So what's the point, you know? You watch in the morning, like on the Today Show this morning, which I never, ever watch because I can't stand either one of them. Is it Katie Couric that's on there and Matt Lauer? Oh, God, two of my least favorite. And this morning they got that fat-faced Rosie O'Donnell bitch on there. You know, I'm going to tell you something. When you're as gross as she is and you go on TV with no makeup on, she had no makeup. She looked like they just rolled her fat, porky ass out of the sack. That should be illegal, especially early in the morning. So anyway, they, they replayed the whole goddamn thing just about. They went back, uh, every goddamn applause, everybody that farted in the audience, and then the thing about Elia Kazan, who turned in all those commie pinko bastards after he first said, well, I don't think so, and then they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. He said, okay, here's the names. And some of the people got up and applauded, and then, of course, that George Hamilton, there's a, there's a piece of crap. You know something? Godfather Three, he's the one that he should have got. Not the Don Lucchese. I mean, you know, at least uh, he, you know, never stole a freight train, stole everything else. But George Hamilton, there's the one he should have stuck the glasses to his goddamn neck or something. Piece of crap. He was the one, and then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of other ones, they're standing with, and Jim Carrey, you know, silly goose. 
and Nick Nolte and about uh, you know 50 other people sat there with a grim look on their face. You know, well, what's the point? In fact, why do they even waste their time with the whole thing? What, what was the guy's name? Roberto Benini, the Italian, that won three Oscars last night. Is, do you know who that is? No. Do I know who that is? No. Three Oscars he won. Did you see him? In fact, they should have given him a special Oscar for gymnastics. He was jumping over the chairs. He was hopping over people's ass, high-fiving with himself. This guy was out of, oh, my English ain't too good. But but yeah, and go back where you came from, okay? They won't take you back over there. Go back to the old country. Roberto Benini. Maybe he's kin to Roberto Baggio. So I didn't see it, but I'm sure we'll get a call or two on that. We may get a call or two this week. But my point being that it's really, oh, we're in the dog days now, baby. Here's our, this is going to be our call today. Hello, Mobile Invoca. Hello. Mobile Invoca. I give you something else to talk about besides the Oscars today? Yes, I got a lot of other stuff, but go ahead. Okay, well, you know what they're doing with Jack Kevorkian today? They're putting him on trial for that murder? For what murder? He didn't murder nobody. Uh, that's right. Well, you know something? He just helped them along the way, that's all. Oregon, Washington, Michigan has a assisted suicide laws, right? Yeah. We need it in Florida big time. But no, and you know already have... I'm going to spend a lot of my we... spare time if we get it going on assisted suicide laws. Yes? We already have assisted suicide laws here in Florida, Neil. Yeah. They mailed license renewals to people who are 80 years old. Right. That's assisted suicide. Right. You can't see, sir? You can't hear? Here, here's get out of the highway. Oi! Right. It's a perfect law. Okay, listen, if they kick his ass out of Michigan, we're bringing him down here. I'm going to, I'm going to send him the uh, airfare. Oh, and by the way, Duff, if you don't pick out your desk today, the offer is withdrawn. Okay, stop being a pussy. I'm buying you a beautiful desk. If you want to sit in there like a little child with a little infantile desk, be my guest with a little folding chair that you pretend to be a desk. If you want to get a nice desk from our friend uh, Joe Rizzoli over at, uh, what is it? Roth Office Supply. I'll be more than happy. But today, today is uh, it. It's a limited time offer because you're too much of a pussy for me. Why don't you go back to Canada, you Jew bastard? And now here's Timmy Dean, founder of Timmy Dean Pork Sausage, with a few words about new Timmy Dean bagel sandwiches. Hello, I'm Timmy Dean. You know, if someone had told me 25 years ago that I'd be making bagels, I'd have said, huh? That's Jew food, isn't it? But times have changed, and I guess I've got to change with them. But I don't have to like it. You people want your bagels, I'll give you your bagels. With a big old greasy slab of Timmy Dean pork sausage on it. New Timmy Dean non-kosher bagel sandwiches. If you're Jewish, you can buy them. You just can't eat them. Oy. New Timmy Dean bagel sandwiches. There's a little bit of bigot in every bite. 1015 at 560 WQM. So I'm leaving here on Friday driving on the Hershey Highway to the airport, and I hear George talking about the Scientologist. Going to get us into a lot of trouble, George. Do we care? Yeah. No. No. But anyway, any rate, then, it was an interesting call that you got from uh, the guy who was like one of their former uh, dicks. Right. He was a private dick for the Scientologists, and he's like, uh, you know, left the organization along with a lot of others. they got like 85 different websites, people that have gotten out of that scam and are uh, exposing them for the fakers and shakers and terrorists that they really are. And killers. Like most religions. But at any rate. And I thought, are we talking about, is every time you get on for like 20 minutes, here he goes with that religion again, religion again. Jesus Christ, which reminds me, a couple of weeks ago, I'm at the hockey game, before the game, and all these nice people always come over and say hi, you know, before the game, some not so nice. And there's a, a young guy from, uh, lives in Key West, was there with his father, I'd say about 20, young blonde guy. I give him about a 25 on a scale of 10, good looking guy. No, seriously, nice guy. And he says, I love your show, I listen every day, but when you turn, when you start with that religious stuff, I turn it off because it's boring. Now, you don't think that just because some young, good-looking guy comes over to me and says, you don't want to hear about religion, I'm going to stop talking about it. Do you? Uh-huh. Oh, well, huh? Do you? You think I'm that easy? So anyway, I'm going to, uh, I do have some religious stuff today, by the way. Oh, it's great. And by the way, I talked, I apologize. 
See, this isn't the Oprah show. I don't recommend garbage books like that, that bitch. I was thinking coming to work this morning, you know, about like with Rosie O'Donnell, the crap that women watch in America. That should tell you about the Maybe it's all the years of being repressed, all the sexism in this country that's gone on so long, and then being dominated by bull dykes, you know, pretending to be uh, women's livers. But the women in this country, 80% of them totally screwed up. I mean, their taste is in their tush, which makes guys like George lucky, by the way, but nevertheless. I mean, just pathetic, the crap that they watch. But Oprah, you know, in fact, you go into a bookstore now, they've got a special section recommended by Oprah. Every major bookstore has got, you know, that crap. So you immediately run away from that. Because, you know, if it's recommended by Oprah, it's guaranteed to be crap. beyond a shadow of a doubt. But I was talking about the Cunanan book, which there's nobody in this audience that cares about that. I've noticed that, about Cunanan and Versace and all that stuff. It only happened part of it right here in town. The whole town was mesmerized for a weeks on end. But nobody cares. That's all right. It's a fag thing. But I recommended that book by Margaret Orth because that was the only one I knew that was out. And I should have known when I got to that part where she couldn't figure out about the glory hole that that's not the book. that You know, straight people, you can read that book, okay? Because you're as naive as she is. You're clueless like she is. So that's good for all you straight assholes out there. But for us queens, there's a book that I picked up over the weekend called Three Month Fever, the Andrew Cunanan story by Gary Indiana, who's even better than boy Gary. Oh, this and if you look in the picture in the back before you, if you don't know who Gary Indiana is, take a look at her. I mean him. Woo! But what a writer. Great writer. Unbelievable. And here's the real story. And by the way, one more lie from the uh, Miami Beach police, and the, or at least from the media anyway. Remember when they were searching the houseboat that night? I was at the track with Fat Rich that night. That was during my seven-month hiatus. I was off the air and had been following the story very closely. And so anyway, we're at the track, and we're watching the whole thing unfold on the news channels and Channel 7. And then they come out of there breathlessly, ah, there was nobody inside. After all that crap. Remember the first reports, there was nobody inside. So I get home, and I uh, turn it on, and now they're talking about the body. The body. I'm thinking, what body? And then come to find out, they found a body, and they're on a bed upstairs. Well, you know, well, there was all the tear gas in there. Then the, the story was, well, the reason there was a confusion in the uh, communication and also the fact that they couldn't identify him right away because he blew his face off. Guess what? <laughs> Another lie. In this book... You know, you don't have to, this isn't really a gory picture. Would you say it's not that gory, not that much blood on it? And he looks just like Sam, our promotions man, by the way. You don't think so? He looks just like Sam the Sham. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> not that I wish anything bad on Sam, but whew. here it says, police examined Cunanan's body in houseboat bedroom, and there he is, deader than crap. And he's got, you know, like blood on his chin and on his, uh, you know, on his chest there and a little little bit of blood spatter on the headboard of the bed. And here's this uh, lady uh, police abroad. She's uh, whatever she's digging crap out under under his fingernails, whatever she's doing. And there he is. And it's him, you know. I mean, uh, so another lie. But this book is sensational. And there's some really uh, forgetting about the uh, subject matter. There's some great stuff about religion in here. And the more every time I read a book that's written by somebody that's you know knows what the hell he's talking about. I I sit there and I ask myself, how could anybody believe any of this crap? You know, how could anybody with a brain believe any of this crap? That's the reason I talk about it because it just somebody somewhere has to. Now this on today this morning they had some broad on there, some comedian. I don't even know who the hell she was, but she was good. She was saying to a Katie Kirk, "Oh, stop kissing ass already! Why don't you rip somebody for once in your life?" It was great. You know, Katie was sitting there, oh, so-and-so looked so wonderful in her beautiful pink dress. And, uh, yeah, right, great. You know, rip somebody, open up a mouth and say something instead of just being ass-kissers. We already got Larry King. He uh, covers the territory for the whole world. We don't need one more ass-kisser beside Larry. 
You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you don't need any more ass kissing in this world. That was funny. Anyway, uh, in this, I'm just going to read a couple of passages from this book, speaking of uh, religion. This is beautiful stuff, by the way. Very well uh, put. It talks about Cunanan going to the uh, Philippines to visit Daddy, who had fled the country and kind of like, uh, you know, went back to banana boat land. It says, over there in the Philippines, they had what Andrew called Catholicism super unleaded, an infectious blurring of faith into everyday drama, mass sightings of the Virgin, weekly episodes of stigmata, and holy water cancer cures. Every capsized fairy and typhoon was laid out in the book of Revelation as plainly as a turd in a toilet bowl. You turd. I love it. What the alliteration. Isn't that beautiful? But here's good stuff. This is, this is, uh, the, listen very carefully or not. Better turn it off if you're one of those people that can't handle the truth. It says, Cunanan suspected that having semen licked off his balls involved him in some type of mortal sin, and just to be safe, he confessed it to the, the following Saturday, using the formula the priest at St. Rose of Lima seemed to prefer, alluding to an impure deed, and letting the priest infer he meant touching himself. The priest did often ask you if you'd done this with a friend, whispered a few phrases about the dangers of impurity if you said yes, really the same phrases they said if you said no in a graver tone of voice, how displeasing impurity was to our Lord, and how it gave more pain to Jesus and added more weight to his cross. God, that thing's got to be getting heavy by now, you know? Most intense pleasures, and even many mild ones, were said to drive the spikes deeper into Jesus' palms and feet, to squeeze the crown of thorns deeper into his forehead. In this instance, Andrew was fined 30 Hail Marys and 10 Our Fathers and given absolution. 30 was a lot. Anything where your banana came into it brought a miserable number of prayers into your penance. And, of course, you had to kneel down and say them right then in a pew, picturing Christ getting triage in Paradise Valley Emergency Room for the trauma you'd given him, because you might walk out of church and get killed by a truck. If you had an incomplete penance, your soul went to purgatory for hundreds and hundreds of years, a drop in the bucket of eternity, but really a long time for you. Purgatory was almost the same as hell, only temporary, yet supposedly preferable to limbo where unbaptized souls went. In limbo, they got most of the benefits of heaven, but were forever denied the ecstasy of seeing God. Oh, God! Andrew felt the first little uh, chink in his armor of faith over just this issue, for he couldn't conceive that seeing God in and of itself would be such an amazing pleasure that it was worth burning in purgatory for a thousand years, whose souls in limbo immediately enjoyed a fairly lavish existence after death that went on forever without getting worse. Unbelievable. The, the, the best, the greatest, the most beautiful stuff I've read in a long time by Gary Indiana, that silly queen. What beautiful stuff. And that's the first time that I've ever heard of that, is that every time you commit some kind of a sin, everybody this is, every Catholic, that it drives the nails deeper in a G. Those wounds are getting the, the weight of that cross. My God. He may hit the ground and he say, oh, look out. He just hit it. He couldn't keep it up in the cross either. And there are people out there that believe this crap. Now, the interesting part I find about that is the part about the... See, I know about purgatory, because I'm sure that I'm going to be there just before I hit the lake of fire. But limbo, the only limbo I knew was the limbo rock, which I think is what you do under the uh, stall there in order to stick your <laughs> underneath to make Margaret Orth happy. Yeah. Isn't that what you do, the limbo rock? You ha yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, how else do you stick your <laughs> under the goddamn stall, Margaret? I was in there taking a leak in our, our men's room down here before I came in here this morning. And I looked at the, I, I didn't go in there, but I just looked. We got a, a, a twin holder in there, you know, a two-seater. And I looked at where that stall comes down to, just inches off the bottom of the floor. And I thought to myself, if there's any man taller than three inches that can stick his penis under that stall, man, oh, man, give that man a prize. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> even, even Ron Jeremy couldn't do that. Even that contortionist couldn't do that. 
We got to hear about. I got to find out about limbo today. Did you know about limbo? I was raised Catholic. Of course. I understand, but I mean, uh, I thought that was just a joke. All the unbaptized. I thought that babies. was like us being on this radio station, kind of like being in limbo. All the unministered too. All the unbaptized yeah. babies. All the uh, you know. All the, like what? the slush pool. They weren't good. They weren't saved. I thought you know, that was purgatory. What's the difference between limbo and purgatory? Well, purgatory you can get out of eventually. But limbo is you're no, there forever. It. You're floating around forever. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. Okay, so that takes care of that. Also, last how about those Spartans? I don't want to get any sports intensive, but how about my Spartans? Yeah, Duke will probably kick our ass, but nevertheless, final four this year, baby. We're going to kick some serious ass somewhere. Won't be against Duke, but someday somewhere. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Uh, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I got picked up. I got picked up fast. People call Neil. Neil, you stole my thunder. I was gonna. Uh, I'm surprised it took you half an hour before you mentioned the uh, the Spartans. And I, I give him a shot, Neil. I sure, this shot. isn't this isn't a sports show. I'm talking about things that are more important than some stupid basketball game. Well, neither's your morning show. I I, I listened to the to the worst team at 6:30, and yeah. Debo was going on and on about Alonzo Mourning getting thrown out of the game. I, I I switched it off. I went back at nine. He was talking about the same thing. That's old news by now, isn't it? Isn't that really well, old news? Well, it's from Saturday night. Yeah, old it's old news. Yeah, I know. And uh, you probably missed the other news story: uh, the, the the wife of the uh, child molesting bus driver. From North Bay, right? He's a Jehovah's Witness, and the reason. Uh, All the right. Reason, yeah. The reason that her husband is a child molester is he fell from grace and fell out of a Jehovah Witness. You know, so that he's going to wind up in limbo if he don't cut it out. Is that is that Rush Limbo, Neil? Yes, he's going to wind up right inside. Is he like an apartment complex? And yeah, Michigan State. Let's hear it for the Spartans, but I don't want to talk any sports crap. Leave it to the like I've told you before. Leave it to the other twenty hours on this radio station to talk sports crap, man. Because that's what it is. God, it is so boring. And I'm scouring this morning, desperate. Does anybody know if Henry Barrow is actually on, or is that? Uh, no. Huh? I never heard a word from anybody on that uh, supposed show. Huh? No. Anybody heard Ranieri beside me for about two minutes this morning? No. Good luck, Mikey. You'll need it up there. Neil Rogers got. Do you ever wish that your family and friends knew their Bible verses better? Well, I have the answer to your prayers. From the makers of You Thank My Martyr comes a game the whole family can enjoy, Crucifixion. Crucifixion is not just fun to play, but it forces everyone to know their Bible. And it's easy to play. First, someone picks a word or phrase from the Bible, and the rest of the group takes turns trying to spell it. But be careful. If you pick a wrong letter, your little Jesus doll gets nailed. Um, I'll take a guess. Um, how about a K? Nope. Sorry, Billy. I'm sorry, Jesus. After three nails and one spear to the chest, everyone loses. But don't worry. In three days, you can play again. So run down to your local Crucifixion toy store and grab up your very own copy of Crucifixion. Why not play tonight? Comes with a small Jesus doll, nails, and a tiny spear. Fake blood, wooden cross, and hammer not included. Crucifixion, a product of Trinity Brothers. Boy, Boy I'll tell you, don't drop that cross, Jesus. We'll all be in big trouble. Look up. Too late. 1031 at 560 WQM. Purgatory and limbo. That's our poll question today. Which would you rather be in? And which one are we all going to wind up in? Are there really seriously? Are there really people? This is an honest to God question. Are there? Is there anyone in this audience who believes any of that crap? Who's really that stupid? I mean, I, I don't want somebody to say just because it's fashionable, just because somebody said you're supposed to say that. It, it's impossible for me to comprehend that anybody could be that stupid that they would believe such ridiculous tripe, such crap, such swill, such idiocy, such lunacy. 
that every time you touch yourself, it drives the stakes deeper into Jesus' hand, and he's going like, uh, oh, 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 I'm telling you, he must be an ignorant. Of course, you know, Kunana was big into S&M. So he must have really gotten off on that. You know what I'm saying? Squirt, squirt. Oh, there's another one. Oh, see, now he's doing that. And more pain for Jesus. Don't do it again. Don't touch it again, Andrew. Oh, oh, Wow. No wonder there's so many screwed up. He's just having trouble. He can't deal with all these answer people's prayers and deal with all these problems in the world. He's having a hell of enough trouble just holding that cross up. It weighs so goddamn much now. That thing must weigh about a trillion tons by now. Ah, somebody just touched it again. Oh, oh Christ. Stop touching that thing, God damn it. Squirt. Oh, no. Oy. I'm, any second that thing is going to hit the ground. What, what happens when he drops the cross, when it hits the ground? That's when that guy goes over. Is that when it hits the fan, when the cross hits the ground? Come on. I want to hear from somebody that can explain to us the difference between the purgatory and the limbo and somebody else that really believes in all that crap. Oh, God. Go there and you open up your mouth and they stick that wafer in your puss and you're drinking from that from that goblet that the priest has had his filthy lips on. The same lips he's had on that that he's had on God only knows how many altar boys. And he's got those diseased lips on the uh, chalice and you're drinking out of, drinking the wine out of it. All you kids out there, run like hell, okay, before it's too late. And before they start to alter boys in your family. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I know there's a clause in a purgatory thing. If you're wearing a scapulary. A what? I think a scapulary. If you're wearing a scapulary? Yeah, if you wear that and you're in purgatory, you get out earlier. It's like an early release. Like a free pass? Yes. I'm serious. It's like, I mean, on, it's like can... on Wheel of Fortune, you get a, a free pass? <laughs> yeah. Pass, so. No, it's some kind of uh, a deal where you get out earlier because when you confirm, <laughs> they, place it, you know, they place it over your head. You know, the priest or the now, let me ask you something. I'm assuming that there's so many people in the world, they must uh, have this all figured out by computer, right, to keep track of it. Now, what's going to happen with the Y2K problem with this? That That's probably the biggest thing we ought to be worrying about. Oh, uh, well, according to them, God doesn't worry about things like that. Oh. Yeah, see. Uh, how about, uh, hey, in the uh, awards, Anne Hesh and Ellen, about uh, best-dressed couple? How do you like that one? Anne Hesh and Ellen were the yeah, best-dressed best dykes? They were named best dressed couple. That's right. They, yeah. they took the picture home and they hung it up. Excellent. Okay. Thanks for the good news. Okay. A couple of bull dykes. Uh, I'm tired of dykes, to be honest with you. I know we got dykes listening to the show and I love you and all that, but I'm really tired of uh, bull dykes pretending to be something else. Although they can't pretend anymore because that show was dying and I thought they might save it. And guess what? Wrong again. Nobody want to see a goddamn sitcom about a couple of dykes. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. I mean, do you want to watch a sitcom about dykes? Of course not. Huh? They look good. They didn't look good. No. They looked like crap. They looked almost as bad as Rosie O'Donnell. You know, it's like when I was doing that short live TV show on that awful whammy thing and I got awful make-believe TV station and people calling in and oh, you sure are ugly. Well, guess what? Tell me people on television who aren't ugly. In fact, usually that's the key to success. Look at that uh, hunchback Larry King with those suspenders. That's ugly, baby. Look at Rosie O'Donnell. Look at Roseanne. The uglier you are, usually the more successful you are if you're on a real station. You women out there watching Rosie O'Donnell, I'm telling you, man, you should be serious. Maybe only in the leg for a beginning, but get, get it straightened out, will you? She's a pig. She's disgusting. She has no talent. She can't act. She can't sing. She's not funny. She looks like crap. She looks like Elsie the Borden cow on a bad day. But other than that, what a talent, man. 
Rosie O'Donnell. You see what I'm saying about hype? All you got to know is it's just a matter of luck, blind luck. You fall into a bucket of crap at the right time. You get the right agent. You get the right PR machine behind you, and the sky's the limit. Because like somebody once said, I think it was Greg Reed, you can sell the public any kind of crap you want. And then you can put their spots on uh, exhibition ball games if you like. <laughs> Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. This is Frank Oliver. I called in last week. I'm a former member of the Church of Scientology. Yes, Frank. I was a former investigations officer, and I'm currently actively fighting the Church of Scientology. Yes, I heard your call with George on Friday, Frank. Yeah. Um, they're currently involved in some uh, litigation in several parts of the country where their fraud is being exposed. Yes. Here in Florida and Clearwater, um, they've been charged with two criminal counts for the death of a girl named Lisa McPherson. Yeah, you're repeating the same thing to me that you said to George on Friday. Yes, I heard that, Frank. Yeah. There's, a, there's a, a court case coming up right now that uh, some people might not be aware of where all the copyrights that the Church of Scientology is claiming are theirs are, have actually been in the public domain, so they're going to lose their ability to sell these super-secret levels about Xenu and the body Satan. Oh, my God. Oh, brother. What are we going to do then? Well, they, they claim that uh, if someone is exposed to these super-secret levels before they're spiritually ready, that they'll get pneumonia and die. <laughs> yeah. Or die some other mysterious way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thanks, Frank, and uh, thanks for repeating everything you said to George on Friday. Okay, it was very interesting Friday. This time I would say somewhat less so, huh? No, I heard it. Everybody else did, too. You see, this is a guy who thinks that just because I was off for like 25 minutes and you came on, everybody turned the show off. That's not true. Just most. No, not, nobody turned it off. What's wrong with you, Frank? Give George a little more respect than that, God damn it. Yeah, the Scientologist and the Purgatory and the Limbo and the Scapulary. Now, how come you didn't tell me about the Scapulary? The Scapula? The uh, the Uvula. It was something like that. Well, whatever this guy was talking about. See, you you only know, like, Catholic light. You don't know the oh, real no heavy-duty stuff. I got out early. That's what we got to find out today, especially since it's getting close to Easter. Boy! Oh, my God. Stop and think about a God who sends down his only son, whatever the hell that means. And, you know, in order for everybody else to be able to go and join God up in heaven to do God only knows what. And he's the only one who does know because nobody else can figure it out. you got to believe that they put nails through his hands and nailed them up on a cross and set them on fire and like uh, whatever they were supposed to do. Fire didn't work too good, by the way. Well, he just died up there on the cross, you know, with a heavy weight on his uh, hands. Huh? And how come he said, if he, if he knew what was going to happen, how come he said, Father, how come thou hast forsaken me? Why did he say that? He already knew what was going to happen. He knew the script. Don't, that, like Charlton Heston always said, don't get in the act of, you know, if you've already read the script and you don't like it, don't just don't get into it. Don't take the rule. And there are people that believe this? Oh, my God. That's our poll question today, okay? Which people are more ridiculous in Stone Age, the Hasidim or the uh, from Catholics? That's our poll question. Huh? Seriously. Which people are more in the Stone Age, in the Dark Age? That's a tough one. That's a toss-up. That's our toss-up question. There'll be a bonus for 50 points when we get done. Yeah, some everybody's got to go out and buy this. Oh, forget that Margaret Orth book, okay? She wouldn't know a glory hole if it hit her in her... Uh, Rectum. She wouldn't know it. She's got guys sticking their penis under uh, stalls in the... Uh, I mean, Margaret, I know that maybe you're sleeping with your husband as Tim Russert, and I wouldn't look either if I was married to him, sweetheart. But good God almighty, your penis isn't attached to your toe, honey. You can't stick it out of the stall in the men's room. I mean, isn't that kind of like basic? Gary, Indiana, Three-Month Fever. It's a pretty interesting book. Even if you don't care about Andrew Cunanan or Gianni Versace or, any, or Miss Lee Miglin. Yeah, he calls Lee Miglin Miss Lee Miglin in the book. Strictly a book for queens, by the way. You'll love it. You know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Discover diuretics.
Is life an endless nightmare of confusion and chaos? Yes. A bleak nothingness? Or is it just me? Page 8. Why do I have dreams about my mother in Savannah? Page 69. Why did I give my life savings to a bizarre cult religion founded by a bad science fiction writer? Page 1999. Am I worthy of 7th level Zardoz or am I a butthead? Page 25-25. Discover diuretics. Flushing questions from the mind. Feel the power. Feel the movement. Diuretics by L. Ron Hubbub. Over 20 million copies sold. Can you believe it? No, I can't. 1044. Yes, I can, of course. I mean, uh, the Doe, the Bull Ray guy, whatever the hell his name was, that lunatic. Everybody's got their own religion, and like I've told you before, each one is crazier than the next. But now, especially that we're approaching uh, these ridiculous, barbaric, uh, idiotic, meaningless holidays, Easter and Passover, and people are going to go out and do all these things because they're programmed. Like the Jews are going to go out, they're going to buy the matzah, and they're going to be eating all this, uh, you know, crap. Although it is good with salt and butter on, I'll tell you that. Speaking of food, by the way, like I told you, it's liver detox month. See, you know, Dr. Mark is a good guy, and uh, he faxed me all those blood tests. And I, it, I'm glad I got that done. I'm glad I got the blood work. And I went and I read some books. I did my own uh, doctoring over the weekend. Like I told you, you got to be your own doctor. And I cut way down in that hydrochlorothiazide because my other doctor, he's like out of the picture now. He just forgot about me at this point, Dr. Paskunyak over there at Cleveland Clinic. Gave me a prescription for 50 milligram HCT, way, way too high. You know, when you when you take your blood pressure, it winds up being like 74 over 52. I mean, you know, I like to have my blood pressure being a little bit lower, but 74 over 52, I don't quite need it that low. You know what I'm saying? And since uh, that particular drug is, uh, you know, makes your blood sugar go up and there's a lot of other things, maybe kidney uh, problems, so I decided to cut it way back. And miraculously, like eating just a, like a third of a pill, since it is a pill you can chew, by the way, which I also read about myself, and my blood sugar and my blood pressure is like a phenomenal. And I'm cutting way back on my prescription drugs all by myself, without any advice, without any help from doctors who, for the most part, are like, uh, you know, lost. And then I find out that, uh, you know, with these blood test results, taking that drug makes your bun reading, which has to do with your kidneys, by the way, uh, makes that go up, which is what your bun. It makes your bun go up Rectum. in the air. That's right. When you take that drug. So not to uh, worry quite that much, but nevertheless, cut way back on it. So I got this book about uh, de uh, liver detoxification. Now, that doesn't sound too appetizing, especially when we're getting uh, close to lunchtime. But you've got to detox your liver or you will wind up like David Crosby or David Cassidy. And speaking of that, by the way, while a lot of you people are wasting your time watching a four-hour and two-minute piece of turd on there, but the same self-aggrandizing people, and guess what? Nobody cares about Shakespeare. See, this is what is wrong with the Oscars in the first place, even assuming that these people did deserve awards that they were that great. Uh, a bunch of pseudo-intellectuals run the whole thing. Shakespeare in love. Anybody out there see that? No. Anybody care about Shakespeare? No. No, I don't. I'm a slob. I don't care about Shakespeare. I'm not some phony uh, goody-two-shoes intellectual that gives a flying crap about Shakespeare. Or Roberto Benigni, or Roberto Baggio, or any of those uh, people, you know? Those aren't the Italians I'm looking for. But instead of that, so I was channel surfing, especially, I mean, the first two and a half periods of that Panther game, oh, my God, talk about snooze-inducing. I would have rather heard the Roger Magellan's entertainment report, and I'd rather be dead than hear that. That's how boring the Panther game was. So I'm channel surfing, and I come across VH1, which, I, I don't know, VH1 is kind of like, you know, tapioca pudding to me. I never watch it. But they got a special thing on, at least they did last night, and it's about all the teen idols uh, from the uh, 60s and 70s, and where are they now? It was Basically, there was a whole hour in David Cassidy. She's doing real good. I mean, he's doing real good out there in Vegas. You think he's fooling anybody? No. No. 
hasn't spoken to Shirley Jones in years. And also, uh, what's her name from the Partridge family? Susan Day. Susan Day. Well, she's busy, uh, you know, pretending to be beat up again, you know. But hasn't spoken to her in five years. She's still pissed off that his hair looked better than hers on the show. And he was a lot prettier. No, he was pretty. He wasn't cute. He was pretty. Too pretty. Okay, that should have been the first hint. And then they showed some pictures of David a little bit later on, like about, you know, five or ten years ago. And I thought to myself, wow, she's a knockout. You know? But he's, yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> and he's doing that uh, FX thing in Vegas. He's been there for years. He's not, he's uh, kicking ass. David Cassidy. He has a wife, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. And then they showed uh, a whole bunch of uh, screamers on here. Leif Garrett. And he's like kind of, uh, you know, fallen through the cracks and had some, and all, almost every one of these people, including David Cassidy, who's not made a comeback, but they all drugs and the depression and their suicide and lost all their money and how horrible it was. And, uh, oh God, but it's pretty interesting stuff. And then at 11 o'clock, couldn't even go to bed. And then they had all the girl groups and where all these, uh, uh, bin bets have gone and uh, what happened to them. Very interesting stuff. Now, there was one segment on there which just shocked the hell. Who do you think the last group was before they went into the uh, Bimbets? Menudo. And they showed these 655 kids, all of whom were molested, by the way, who were all in Menudo. Well, they're probably altar boys. They're all Hispanic. And guess who? Well, I think somebody already told us this, and I didn't believe it. And I apologize, by the way. You were right. I was wrong. You know who was a member of Menudo? Ricky Martin. Ricky, oh, you knew that? Sure. I didn't think you were in a Puerto Rican. I'm not. Oh. No, seriously, Ricky Martin was a member of Menudo, and boy, he sure was cute then. And now, well, they're trying to bring him back. They're trying to put the pieces back together again. Little Ricky Martin. And he was also on General Hospital. Or was that? The, no, he, no, they had Rick Springfield was on there, who, of course, was on General Hospital with uh, with uh, John Stamos, who was blackie. I mean, just all of these flashbacks. And almost every one of them wound up like in the gutter. Broke, depressed, drugs. All these river penis stories, man. There's a million of those stories. And all these people want to be rich and famous. Why do you want to be rich and famous? Those people are all a mess. They're a wreck. Their lives are pure, unadulterated crap. Like they talk about how David Cassidy had $8 million in the bank one day, and then like uh, before you know it, just like that, snap of your fingers, it was all gone. He had $2,000 to his name. Now, I'll be honest with you. If you, want to, if you want to bring me over the $8 million, I'll give it a shot, okay? I'll give it a try. I might not show up here tomorrow. I think I might be able to, uh, you know, make it last a little while to stretch it out and the money too. But these people, they've all got this fame and adulation and they can't deal with it. Haven't I always said the wrong people have got all the money? Not to mention anybody that lives in Hallandale. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I know the difference between uh, purgatory and limbo. All right. All right. Hey, purgatory is uh, sort of the way station between heaven and hell. The way station? Yeah, well, that's what they call it. Is it's that where, where you, you... your curds and whey? <laughs> exactly, with the little spiders beside her. Uh -huh. it, it's where uh -huh. they, uh, you try to earn your way into heaven or you, uh, or you lose your way into hell. And limbo. <laughs> uh, now, how, uh, many, how many spins do you get? Do you get any free spins? How many spins do you get to do that? Well, you have all eternity to prove yourself one way or another. You can stay there for, for eternity, which may not be. Until hell freezes over. There you go. And limbo is a conservative, bloated talk show host on a, another. Okay, stage. thank you. Okay. Well, he's got one out of two ain't bad, but. <laughs> You're going straight to Purgatory, pal, after that. What is that? Are you hearing that? I must that? be gearing up for the uh, mix, the noontime power jam mix thing. I'm surprised is, you haven't noticed it. Is uh, this part of today. the benefit of being on the third floor? Can you hear that? No extra charge. Hear it. You can I can feel, feel it. The floor. I can feel it. And the music, too. They got this Power 96, the crap that they play over there down the hall. 
they got that cranked up so loud, like George said, not only can you hear it in here, you can feel it. The walls are goddamn shaking. They're worried about us smoking a cigar in here. And we got we, the whole guy, the, the whole building, it's like, this must be uh, an act of God. Must be uh, getting pissed off again about this conversation here today. Crank it down, God damn it! Thank you. God. See, it's, it's like always. We're chopped liver. We're the AM. You know, we're like the underlings. We get no promotion. We get no uh, TV spots. We get, we get no nothing. We have no promotional stuff to give out. We got nothing. Zero. zippity doo Even though we're the highest billing station in the market, forget about that. We're too much trouble. They're, they haven't turned that down. They are cranking it and spanking it over there next door at Power 96. How long is that going to go on? I'm not, I'm not going to try to do a show here every day if we're going to have to listen to that. Till 1 o'clock. Till 1 o'clock, my effing ass. Are you out of your mind, mister? Well, let's let's crank up these speakers as loud as they'll go, huh? That ain't going to compete. Yeah, crank it up, baby. Crank it and spank it. With Kill it. Uh, is our program director, our make-believe PD, sitting down the hallway there? Seriously, somebody is going to have to go tap him on the shoulder and tell him that he's going to have to talk to Kid Curry or somebody in this building. This ain't going to fly. We somehow managed all last week. We never had any of that. Uh, we had it a little one morning, remember, before we came on the air. And I thought, well, you know, that's only going to be early in the morning. Once we come on the air here, they're going to have to understand there's another radio station trying to do a show in there. We can't be cracking the music and shaking the goddamn studios and the walls in there. Seriously, I want, I want you to get him right now. Drop every, Forget about the phone. Forget about everything you're doing. Get a hold of our program director, of our paper pusher program director, and tell him, by the way, if he don't take the desk today, he's out. Busy. Get, physically, get up out of the chair, walk down the hall, open up the window, and yell, we're mad as hell, and we're not taking this crap. Seriously, I'm not going to try to do a show like this. I mean, I've worked under every kind of adverse condition under the sun, and everybody who listens knows that, and I'm not exaggerating, but this crap, where they're like banging and clanging and the whole uh, room is shaking here, ain't going to fly. Not for this kid. Listen to that. They're jamming it, baby. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning, sir. This is this is like a nut house here today. Uh, the world's a nut house, sir. Anyway, I call to uh, give you the definitions uh, from a severe ex-Catholic uh, of limbo, purgatory, and all that happy crap. Yeah. Okay. Purgatory is where you go when you... I think I'm in it right now. Yeah, you, you, we are. And purgatory is where you go after you die to pay for your sins and become cleansed so you can enter the kingdom of heaven. Oi! Yeah. Okay, all right. Now, limbo... Is... Now, what what you be doing there? Now, now, oh, wait, hang, be... hang on a second, sir. Hang on. Okay. Can you hear this? Come in here. Come in here, Bluff. And, and there are times when it is so loud that the walls are, that you don't just hear it, you feel it. They're cranking it. Shut it down or we're going to be out of here in 10 minutes. Go ahead, sir. Okay. I'm serious. Uh, I'll play music. We'll just crank it up real loud in here. We'll have a battle of the music. In purgatory, you suffer and you burn and uh, everything as badly as you do in hell. The only difference is it's temporary. Yeah. It's okay. temporary for how long? How do oh, you, temporary. How do you, uh, how do you uh, earn your way out? How many questions do you have to answer to get your way out? God knows. So in other words, I guess that's final. Jeopardy. The idea is you do know that you get to go to heaven eventually because uh, you know 
That's it, you know. Okay, then limbo is a place where you go when you die. If you die, before you are baptized. Yeah. Okay, because if you're not baptized, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Because the gates of heaven were closed to man upon the original sin of Adam and Eve. Heaven's gate was closed to man? Yes. Too bad they didn't tell all those people before they got their nuts chopped off. Yeah, I know. And then when Jesus came and died and crucified and all that, he reopened the gates of heaven and everybody could get back into heaven. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We better help him hold that cross up. It must be getting pretty damn heavy now. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. Have a great day. Now, I think they may have turned it down because Bluff actually went down the hall in a moment of rear macho-ness. Went down the hallway, told him, turn the goddamn thing down, damn it. I think he told him that. Maybe not in that tone of voice. Isn't that better? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Duff. Oh! Let's get him at this now, all right? I knew, I knew sooner or later he'd do something useful. He's torn between the ch- cheaper desk and the more expensive desk. Well, make up your mind today, sweetheart. I know it's a tough choice. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line on a really bizarre Monday. What a way to start the week this is, huh? We got a call on the board there. You know what that means? Planet where apes evolved from men. We are from Heaven's Gate to join the sewers. We're black. Cut off your nuts. Enter the Heaven's Gate. Officer pleads no contest in sex case, Panama City, Florida. A former police officer who was fired after being charged with performing oral sex on a sleeping man will avoid prison but never again work in law enforcement, a prosecutor says. Sean Randall, 21, pleaded no contest to a reduced charge of aggravated assault and was given three years of probation. He could have gotten up to five years in prison on that count and initially faced a possible sentence up to 15 yards uh, years and 15 yards in, uh, for holding. 15 years on the sexual battery charge. Appleman said it was an embarrassing situation for the 18-year-old victim. He consented to the plea bargain and, as a result, avoided having to testify. Defense lawyer Waylon Graham said his client, who had been on the Panama City Police Force for about a year, maintained he was innocent of sexual battery and intended to go to trial until the prosecutors made him an offer he couldn't refuse, as they say. 
Randall, who was still under the legal uh, drinking age of 21 when he was arrested in August, had been drinking and providing alcohol to the victim, police said. The victim told investigators he had fallen asleep, and when he awoke, his pants were down, and Randall was performing oral sex on him. Panama City police officer giving oral abuse. Won't see him no more. Look at these phones here today. What I told you that, didn't I? If you thought last week was going to be bad. And the reason being that there's nobody left here. They're all gone. It's Easter and Pesach. They're worried about that. They're going to go out and eat the stale matzah. And what do they eat on Easter? Well, they're going to roll the eggs around, eat a lot of... By the way, chocolate will kill you. I'll tell you that right now. Don't buy any of these stories, any of these candy makers, the stories that they make up about how it's uh, good for you. It'll give you this. It'll give you only one thing, heart attack, stroke, all kinds of horrible. It'll give you everything bad that's ever been invented. And also, by the way, real clogging, if you want to cleanse out your liver, according to that book I'm reading, cheese. Cut the cheese, baby. I'll tell you that right now. Because cheese and all, and all these dairy products. All of these things. Clog up that liver, something fierce. Milk. Milk, the worst thing that, and if you're uh, feeding your kid milk, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, breast milk. I'm talking about after they're finished uh, doing that, when they get to be about 20. After the, huh? I'm serious. After you're feeding them cow's milk, stop it. Who ever heard of any, is there any other animal in the animal kingdom that drinks the milk of another animal? No. No. Insane. Now, unless, of course, you're getting it from that baby milk factory over there in Iraq in Baghdad. That's okay. Cheese product, they, uh, so what are we going to be eating now? I guess not too much, huh? Real slim. We're going to have to find a salad place. So you say Tony's has got good salad? Without all that meat and cheese. You know, I mean, we love Chuck's in the sub-center. That's wonderful, et cetera. And by the way, it was uh, Felix over there in the production studio. want to apologize to the people at Power 96. It was not those people. Not that they need an apology because they're probably full of crap anyway. But it wasn't them. It was Felix in production who, according to Greg Reed, is tone deaf and can't hear anything anymore from years of mixing all that loud crap. Cut it out, Felix. You hear that? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Hank is uh, at Vieira today, huh? At Vieira? <laughs> What's he doing up there? And then we got the Bukshambi six to ten. Ed Kaplan with the scores ten o'clock tonight. Here's a mobile in poker. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I, I called you a few months ago. I sent you a fax about um, Jack Lee up in the uh, Freehold. Yes. Something happened there two weeks ago that. In, in the history of harness racing, you've never seen in your life. They, a race is declared official. They don't like the way the prices come. It, it, obviously, they were, you know, it was a boat race. They wouldn't let you cash your tickets. They closed the sand machines, and you had to show identification to cash your tickets. The, yeah. the, the exacta came in smaller than the wind. It's, it's, there's a big article in the paper about it. In other fact. words, they, they uh, handled well, it. Well, to make a long story short, the, the two people bet like ninety percent of the pool. They got all the money to try to, to try to get eighty right. dollars. Sure. Uh, so they they call the New Jersey State Police. They follow the guys to a diner where they met two the two drivers. Yeah. Okay. You won't be seeing George Brennan and Howie Parker drive anymore. Really? Oh, they're done. Absolutely it was George done. Brennan and Howard Parker are done. Payson Parker? Payson Parker and George Brennan, the second leading driver in the country. Oh, my God. Wow. Not to mention, did, did you see where the, the, the leading driver in the nation is driving now? He, they found a state they let Walter Case drive in. Yeah, Northfield. Every, everybody always comes back. Yeah, I know that. Everybody no, he's in Northfield now. I understand. Everybody comes back except Irvay. They all come back. Well, he's bought for unless, life. Unless they York. actually physically steal a freight train, uh, they come back. Well, 
this was a race where you could not cash unless you showed identification. Yeah. They caught the guy, the bet, most of the money, got all the pool. Excellent. Pulls. Well, th thanks for the good news. And, of course, I don't cash anyway, so I don't have to worry about it. I never cash. Okay, we got one call on the board. It's going to be a worse Monday than I feared. I heard the Defoe this morning pumping it and pumping it in the number two, and then finally gets a call a guy in there, and it's a bad mobile phone and crapped out after about two seconds. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Aventura. Hello. You God. Yes, sir. Speaking. How you doing, buddy? Great. Got a few questions for you. One, we were having a conversation at a, at a party. We were trying to figure out what the hell brought down all these Canadians down to Hollywood. I cannot wait till I don't see any more Ontario plates. Yeah. Two. Canadians, uh, French Canadians aren't there from Ontario, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, two, going to Italy, leaving Wednesday. Uh-huh. Uh, you can give me some pointers about Rome. Yeah, have a good time. Okay, let's go to um, Pompano. Hello. Pompano. Yes. Grazie Italia. Benini. Roberto Benini. A great genius, but he's not fat. He's what? He's a good one. He's a good what? Good what? <laughs> okay. Woo! Shipman came in over the weekend again. Let's hear it, everybody. Oh! Shipman said, better get yours before it runs out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. And of course, for me to say that people who believe these fairy tales I was talking before are dumb. I mean, I got news for it. I mean, it just it just dawned on me. There's a lot of dumb people out there. <laughs> oh, how could after a hundred years of doing this and I just figured that out? What a concept. There's a lot of morons out there. <laughs> Last call for phone calls today, or we're going to cut it short and we'll tell Felix crank the music up again because it don't make any difference anyway. <laughs> Tonight on the E! True Hollywood Stories, it's the life of the most popular kids entertainer in the history of television, Pinky Winky. Born Morton Tiberius Winkowski on the Lower East Side of Sheffield, England, this lovable purple triangular-shaped antenna-wearing doll never thought he'd become the alternative lifestyle cult icon he now is. But things weren't always as rosy as they seem for the man they now call Pinky Winky. In the early days, I was so poor that I turned to crack. So, to supplement my meager income, I started pimping. But Tinky Winky would soon become even more desperate for money. So desperate, he had to stoop to what he now admits was an all-time low. A spoken word Beatles record. Picture yourself on a boat, on a river, with tangerine trees. Although his public life would bring him fame and fortune, it would be Tinky Winky's private life that would thrust him permanently into the spotlight. Things really came into focus for me after an all-nighter at Studio 54 when Halston invited me back to his law with Freddie Mercury and Elton John. Tinky Winky, the whole truth tonight on the E! True Hollywood Story. It's 1115 at 560WQ. And by the way, is there anybody in America who cares that a lot of those NBC shows come out of Studio 3B? No. No. Am I, am I the only one that is offended? Seriously, why do they feel? It would be like us saying, from Studio 4C, high atop the uh, Schmendrick building here on the corner of 441 and whatever uh, goddamn street this is. Uh, who cares? From Studio 3B, here's Stone Phillips. Are we impressed? No. No. I don't care if he's sitting in a goddamn toilet. I don't care where he's sitting. Studio 3. See, this is an NBC state of mind. Even the peacock blushes when they say that crap. 
Oh, but Dave Garraway used to sit in here. Yeah, maybe that's why the studio smells so bad, okay? He's been dead for 30 years. How about a little fumigation action would be good? Joe Dagiola used to sit in there. I wouldn't be uh, shouting that around town if I were you. Pretty embarrassing they put that bald-headed illiterate geek on the air to do the Today Show with the chimpanzee whose IQ was higher than his. Or was that Dave Garraway? Well, whatever. Frank Blair used to do the news. That's 100 years ago. Nobody alive remembers Frank Blair, okay? He's older than Henry Barrow. Christ. By the way, thanks to Tony's that's bringing us lunch today, my nice Cobb salad. Remember Lee J. Cobb, huh? Uh-huh. See, that's why, like, the, did the Exorcist win any Academy Awards? The 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 Academy are a bunch of snobbish pseudo-intellectuals. That's one reason that comedies very rarely get any awards at all, very few. That's the reason that uh, it's usually like Shakespeare, you know, uh, last night, every award under the sun, pseudo-intellectual snobbish bunch of bull crap. And I don't care what you say, except for about 25 people at Harvard and MIT and 100 people in New York, nobody care about Shakespeare. Nobody be caring about that crap. Huh? Except those silly queens over there across the sea. Nobody cares about that swill. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello? Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Somebody should have told Shakespeare the way that not all Jews have big noses. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? First okay. time call. I've been listening to about a year. Yes, sir. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why is it that I've been watching a couple of hockey games, like uh, Dallas, for instance, and then I go to turn a Panthers game on, and I can't even sit through it? It's so ridiculous. Because they're boring. Does that answer your question? I mean, it's such a, a, the Ducks didn't show up for the third period last night. We ought to kiss the ground for that because that was do or die. But they're a very boring team to watch. That's why I was channel surfing last night while the game was on because I couldn't stand it anymore. It was a coma. Coma. Who, who won that game between the Ducks and the Panthers? Panthers won five to two. They scored four goals that, in about thirty seconds. There, Ray Whitney on a penalty amazing. shot. Nice going, Ray. Oh. But they're boring to watch. Uh, yeah, you're great. I want to call somebody douchebag. Well, hopefully, uh, Pavel Burry will be back this week, so we have a reason to go. Pavel Burry and Ray Whitney. Other than that, and Sean Burke. Nice going, Sean. Bad move there, putting Kirk the Jerk in there the other night, TM. Bad move. That was the end of that game in L.A. We don't want to get too sports intensive. we got 20 hours the rest of the day. All the hockey experts on this station, <laughs> analyze all that stuff. Five six seven. Oh, see, I'm, I'm concerned about being up here in this. I don't think this uh, stuff is working the way it should. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Because I heard you at one point there on Friday when I'm driving to the airport say, uh, all of them are open now, as a matter of fact. Remember that briefly? Or was it not so briefly? No, seriously, this is now the sixth day in a row. There's something strange going on. The phones, they don't show up in the right spot. I think probably half our lines are like being sabotaged right now by uh, probably, what's his name, down the hallway there? Huh? Well, I didn't tell you any name. Probably Maddie Bell. Yeah, Maddie Bell. He's in tight with Bell. South. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT. I mean, we got to get some more information about purgatory and uh, limbo. What kind of crap was that? And you know damn well that the real religious fanatics all listen to the show. They're monitoring right now. Wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, they get just as smart as we are here so they can give up all that bull crap and stop wasting their lives on lies. Look at that. I'm mentioning this. Lines are going out while I'm talking. I think they're pro- and look, And there's another one. Here's a Lady Mobile in Palm Beach Gardens. Hello. Lady Mobile in Palm Beach Gardens. Oh. God. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Neil. Yes. Let me tell you, Neil, oh. I think you're wonderful. Yes. And you're opinionated. Yes. I love it. Yes. You're right. Yes. Don't be a wise ass, Neil. And? You're great. Yeah. And just stay calm and cool. Yeah. And just stay on the air. That's and I do yeah. hate Shakespeare. Yeah. And they never should have won. And the whole thing is a travesty. Who never should have won? 
that Shakespeare. He never should have won. That's right. It was a fixed game, like that fight the other night. Right. Whatever you say, sweetheart, don't call us again, please. No matter how desperate I am, don't ever call us again. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. This show, like that, we're gonna have to go back on the second floor. We've tried it six days now. This show doesn't work on the third floor. It doesn't. You've seen it. You're the witness. I mean, we had our rocky moments down there, but not like these last six days. Never a streak like this. Even Jolton Joe D. Rest in peace with that big nose. Even he never had a streak like this. I'm waiting on you. I'm not even gonna play the music. I'm just gonna sit back and wait. See how long it takes. I come in here this morning, I feel invigorated, I'm cleansing my liver, feel like i got to turn a new leaf, a lease on life, and I'm sitting here talking to dead people. That You know, I was talking to a cab driver over the weekend yesterday, and he was asking me about Miami, and I said, you know something, Miami is a place only for dead people, and he laughed, he burst out, he said, you know, I had a woman the other day tell me exactly the same thing, word for word. She said, oh, that's not a place for people who are alive, that's a place for people waiting to die. See, there's only three things that we have in this town. I, I know this is depressing. You don't want to hear it, but it happens to be true. And, you know, we're here. We're surviving somehow. We're doing, making the best out of it. You got your dead, the walking dead. You got your banana boat people and your drug dealers. If you take all those people out of this area, out of South Florida, that leaves about, what, 5,000 of us? Say, stop and think about it. You take away all the drug dealers, the banana boat people, and the walking dead. What are there, like 400 of us left? 30 of us? What What is there left if you take out those three elements? This is not a real place. This is a phantom place with phantom people. A bunch of posing drug addict fags down here on South Beach. I mean, what the hell is that? We got 10 blocks of South Beach. That's our claim to fame. Even Barbara Capitman, that old bitch, is turning over in his grave. Either her teeth are turning yellower. Did I say his? Well, she was more macho than some. She was more macho than most of the people on South Beach now, I guarantee you that. That Barbara Capitman bitch with the yellow teeth. Boy, did she have bad teeth. Ooh. In fact, you know something? I bet I bet that all the crap on her teeth went down into her liver, and that's what killed her. Or maybe it was chain smoking all them faggots. That might have done it. Huh? She was a chain smoker, and she's dead. And, and by the way, I'm channel surfing last night. They got some Fox show. Now, I realize that Fox wants to be avant-garde and trendy and hip and uh, cool. You know, they got some show where uh, this mother's talking to some sitcom. I don't watch any shows on Fox. And the mother's sitting there talking, and she's smoking. He says, oh, please put that cigarette out, Mom. Oh, just a minute. It's my last one. She's smoking right there on TV. Probably that 70s show. What, whatever it was. I thought they're trying to discourage. I thought everybody and their brother is putting on this big phony act about how we hate cigarettes in this country. We already know that uh, we hate faggots. Huh? And they're, they're smoking on TV? I thought that went out with Edward R. Murrow. And he's dead, too, by the way. And he also got lung cancer. So that should be a message to all you people out there. Stop smoking those goddamn cigarettes, all right? little weed, that's okay. Well, certainly, nobody smokes. Nobody chain smokes marijuana. Nobody smokes enough weed to get lung cancer from the paper, okay, from the burning paper, unless you're out of your mind, in which case you deserve to die if you're smoking that much weed. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. My God, thank, thank you very much. Did George tell you to say that for me? That was very nice of you. Say what? Um, with the last statement you just made, I was so worried. I just switched to a glass pipe for that reason. I said, you know what, i got to switch. The papers make that, That's right. The, the paper is what kills you. Listen, I am a circumcised, walking dead, non-Julio, wannabe drug dealer in Palm Beach. Yeah. That's every category, isn't it? 
I missed one. They can't sell drugs up there. There's too many old people. <laughs> That's the one thing one They're all doing him. prescription drugs. You ought to do like Kunen and start stealing prescription drugs. That's how he made all his money. It's By the way, you're wrong about that too, Margaret Orth. It wasn't Crystal Meth. He worked for Thrift uh, Drug Mart out there. And he was uh, selling prescription drugs. That that other book is so full of crap. I should have known if she was married to Tim Rush that it was full of crap. But anyway, go ahead, sir. Prescription, which prescription drugs are the biggest market these days? Right. Um, Neil, one thing. At one request before I mess up and get this done at the end. Even Andrew Cunanan was so depressed being down here. He blew his brains out. Go ahead, sir. Anyway, possible you could play for us. Lotion in the basket. We haven't heard it in so long. We're, oh, get we're out of here. Yeah, you haven't heard it in so long. Well, I missed the last Friday. lotion in the basket. Okay, more to come later. Get out of here. See what I'm saying? Request. They're doing requests. I want to talk to living and breathing people. I want to talk to people with a brain. I want to talk to people who don't give a crap about Shakespeare, who don't say things just because they think it's politically correct, because they think it's supposed to be the American effing way. I want to talk to some people, some real goddamn living and breathing people. And if we had a toll-free line so we could talk to people out of town, maybe I'd be able to do that someday. Like those handful of people that call us on here. And you notice every time, not every time, but most of the time, like last week, I think we had a couple of calls from people in Toronto. You notice how articulate and worthwhile and like uh, real living and breathing people those were? And then we start talking here to our people. Oh, hey, Neil, could I hear the bridge tender? Ho, ho, ho. God, is this place full of dumb people. I guarantee if I walked out in the hallway right now, I'd bump into a bunch of dumb people. Not to mention no <laughs> names. Yeah, fat boy, don't stick your fat ass in this doorway again, okay? Now, what was he doing here this morning? Hey, Pally. Hey, Pally. We don't like you, okay? We don't like you. We can't. It's not a joke. It's serious. Don't take it personally unless you want to. If you lose about 80 pounds, come back and see us. And also, Josh Friedman, you're another one. Lose about 100 more pounds, take a bath, and then maybe we'll let you come back and see you. Know, and then George says, even then, we still don't want to see you. We don't want to see you. We don't want to smell you we don't want to know from you okay we don't like you well i mean what's wrong with that i say it's about time we started being a little more honest with each other we can't stop stop wasting our time you know standing on the pomposity and glittering generalities and uh all this other uh, bullcrap huh whatever that means why do we have to stand on ceremony and pretend we like people okay like the next time the boss comes in here you know he, he's got mono should i say that on the ear well no that's a good way to send him home not that we don't like him, but he's got mono. We don't like you when you got infectious disease. He's got two or three kids. How many? He's got 100 kids, well, two by his wife, that have got mono. And he's supposed surprised he went and got an Epstein-Barr test, okay? Even Goyam get that. He's got mono. So don't come in here and breathe. I says to him, you're breathing in here? I'm filing. After three months, I'm finally feeling a little bit better today because I'm cutting way back on this, these medications that are killing me that these doctors are killing me with. And he comes in here spreading his mononucleosis around. Uh-oh. What a good week to be sick, Neil. Yeah, I'm, st I'm starting to get a little choked up right now, I'll tell you that. Uh-oh. 1127 at 560. You know, this if this overhead were any lower, I could be talking into a goddamn... T there, thank you. Jesus Christ. Tonight on MTV, it's The Bong Show with your host, Robert Downey Jr. The Bong Show, where recently rehabbed celebrities or Los Angeles City Council members take random drug tests. Yeah. So it hurts watching these rich and famous wash police cars. So join Robert Downey Jr. weekdays for The Bong Show. It's all because of cool 560 WQM. That's always a good uh, suggestion out there. Use your bong, not your, uh, huh? Huh? 
Use your bong, baby, and don't use those damn rappers because those will kill you. Either rappers down the hall were killing us before with that damn loud music from Power 96. Anybody that thinks that rap is music needs a lobotomy immediately, if not sooner. They probably also believe in God. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT. Do I sound like wound up today like an alarm clock? I am. I really am. And always this way on Monday. See, a lot of other people the other way around. Monday, they're very depressed. You know, that it's the beginning of a long week. I feel great because I got out of here for a weekend. I went to Astabula. No, actually, I went to Birmingham. Did I go to Birmingham? No. No. I want to just tell you one thing, okay? Do not drive on the Palmetto Expressway. Unless you're going to Nick's. You can go down there. real. Just get down there real quick if you can. Who are the assholes that drive on that road? All the years that I've lived down here, they've always said, well, you know, they didn't build it wide enough. There's not enough lanes. It's obsolete. That, that's not the problem. The problem isn't the uh, the nature of the road itself. It's the assholes who drive on that road. Who are the idiots who drive on the Palmetto Expressway? You know, when you drive back from MIA up to where my neck of the woods in West Broward, the, the easiest way, you take the 836 to the Palmetto, you go up to 75, and bingo, you're, you're home in no time at all. But going that stretch between 836 and the 75, when you have to go on the Palmetto, up to 125th there, Oh, my God, who are you people? Where did you get your driver's licenses in a box of Cracker Jacks? Maybe. Here's Boker. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, um, how long are we going to be subjected to these uh, baseball games cutting your show off? What do you mean? What does that mean? In other words, as long as long as the contract, I think they got another three years after this year with the Marlins, and I think that they're going to get their uh, differences settled out. So I think for a long time. So even in the regular season, we're going to have to. In the regular season, they got a few day games that uh, start early, and I get out of here twelve thirty, twelve fifteen, twelve fifty, and I say, oh! "Hallelujah, baby!" That's what I say. <laughs> well, that's, right, I like that. Isn't that kind of a? I wish they'd start some games at eleven thirty in the morning. <laughs> isn't that kind of a ratings killer? It's a, it's a killer. Well, You're right. I guess Greg Reed thinks we're all stupid. Thanks, Neil. And how about the sponsors? I don't want to. Yeah, he. Well, he knows better than thinking the sponsors are all dumb. Does anybody want to buy Marlins baseball? No. No. How about if we give you some spots? No. No, they don't want to be associated with it. That's why Joe Angel comes on in the middle of these Marlins exhibition games now and says, uh, this part of Marlins baseball is brought to you by the Neil Rogers Show. And then we put some of our sponsors on there that I record the spots for, and uh, those people don't want to be on the ball games, do they? No. And Greg Reed says, eh, we don't care. We don't care. Just give us the effing money. That's our motto here at QAM. Sign the contract. Give us the money. You're getting great results on the old show, okay? So if we have to steal a few spots from you to fill up some empty bricks in a ball game to make sure we don't lose your money. What? What are you laughing about? That That's the deal. That's the real story there. See, I'm the one guy in America who's honest about that. We screw people over when we can. And I, I'm, I'm not why I say we. I don't want to include myself in that, but I'm talking about the management of this operation. That's the way they do business. It's called underhanded, shady, bait and switch. There are a million different names you can use for it. It's, uh, you know, when you scrape away all the exterior, it's a pile of crap is what it is. But we just want the money. We're not concerned about uh, whether you, you know, do a business or not. That's your problem, okay? You worry about doing business. We got enough problems here doing our own business. Believe me, if you ever saw this joint, we got real problems doing business, like paying bills. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. By the way, did you get that 200 bucks from employee of the month yet? No. George, you get that 200? No. Did I get my money back from the Panther ticket? No. No. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Listen, I don't know if you should um, um, entice those people from Toronto to call us. They give the number to the Montrealers. You'll have uh, you'll have that contingent to deal with. Sir, That's... I'd rather have any contingent to deal with than a group of knucklehead, no-brain people that have to be 
kicked in the ass just to say anything about anything. That's what we got down here. Dead people, drug dealers, and uh, banana boat people. I, I do hear you. That's all you we got. Do you remember sometimes? Am, ago... am I wrong about that, sir? Oh, no, no. You're if you took those three elements out of the population of Dade Broward and Palm Beach counties, what would you have left? About 100 of us? You're absolutely correct, sir. Let me ask you this. Do you remember several years ago when you went on that binge and didn't give the phone number out? Yes. Why don't we try that once again? Oh, yeah. That, okay, thank you. This is a good time for that. That that's yeah, This is a great time for it, sir. That was at a time when the phones were smoking, when we actually had some living and breathing people in this town before they wised up and got the hell out of here. They all left. They're gone. They realized. They took a look around and said, oh, my God, look where the hell I am. Let me get out. I'm in limbo. Which, now, which is worse, purgatory or limbo? Purgatory is bad. Limbo is just neutral. And the lake of fire? Well, that's bad, bad, bad. How about, the ring, no of, how about the ring of fire? How many drugs do you have to do to get in the ring of fire with Johnny Cash? How many uh, jail sentences do you have to do? Five six seven oh five sixty. We got plenty of open lines for you, okay? The call is free. We pay for it here. The big shots over here, they pay their phone lines. We're waiting to hear all your comments about all of these things that I've talked about, especially the important stuff, like glory holes. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, to help you out with limbo and purgatory. Did yeah. you ever see the movie Poltergeist? No. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Terrible movie, by the way. Those, Horrible those, movie. Those people were in limbo. In other words, like. You mean like that, between like the ceiling like, and the attic? The ones that were like stuck up there between the ceiling exactly. and the attic? Exactly. Sort of like Century Village would be limbo, and Dade County would be purgatory. Right. Good. Excellent analogy. That that is that's that's what the meaning is, and I just thought I'd help you out there. Okay, thank you. Okay, 16 open lines in Dade, 122 in Broward, a couple in Palm Beach, Fort Myers. They've uh, laid out for weeks now. They don't like us anymore over there, and we can understand why. Five six seven, too many Goyam on the West Coast. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Doesn't bother me. I just keep plodding right ahead. I've got a whole new attitude, baby. That's right. Now that I'm cleaning my liver out. You better watch it. You think that you're going to get the old man down? Not going to happen. That's what you lose. Because i got a whole new outlook on life now that I'm cleansing my liver. What are you smir- smiling about when I say that? Like a little smirk on your face. There's the most important thing that you can do for your health is cleanse your goddamn liver. And does your doctor teach anything about your liver? No. No. Do they know anything about nutrition, these doctors? No. Did I get any more information? Did I get the update on the other two tests he was taking for my uh, lupus and uh, pupus? Did I get that yet? No. Dr. Mark, who was busy in here, he only came in here to get, uh, you know, some numbers from Jeff Cohen, some hot numbers. That's all they were talking about was getting laid. That's the whole conversation, okay? Here's a doctor and a pizza guy, and all they talked about for like a half hour was uh, getting laid. Hookers. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Hookers. Why are you airing shit like this? Tonight on National Geographic's Discover America series, we'll be spelunking and in a cold Smith's vagina. As you can see, it's very damp and dark in here, which is the perfect environment for small birds and other creatures. It's the Discover America series, inside Anna Nicole Smith's vagina, tonight on the Superstation. It's 1144 at 560WQM. By the way, what's a very nice young lady like her doing in a place like this? She's very nice. What are you doing here? You're going to be sorry you came out of this place. Oh, yeah, she's going to be real sorry when she starts meeting a lot of the misfits. Well, she already met us. Look at this thing. Look at this beautiful lunch, huh? See, this is more like it. I'm going to start being so goddamn healthy, it's going to be disgusting. And then, then you'll be in big trouble, okay? 
Then you'll hear a guy on the air who's like not uh, choking and gagging and dying on his own fat, eating all that crap, all that sugar, all that garbage that I've been eating for months. It tasted good, though, I admit that. But I pushed my pushed myself right to the edge, and thank God for Dr. Mark Laporta, who came by here last Wednesday and smoothed and got a few numbers, I'm sure, from Jeff Cohen. But in the meantime, took all that blood, and I took a look at those results, and I went, Oy. took a look at that cholesterol, and I went, Oy. yeah. Oh, my God. Took a look at that bun, and I said, Rectum. Damn near killed him. So I'm uh, detoxifying my liver. I'm cleansing it out. Beautiful uh, Cobb salad here from our friend the Brad over at Tony Subs. Give him a little plug, for Christ's sake. And you people in this building, I'm so ashamed of you. We got our friend the Culligan Man's got us the water. We got uh, Chuck from the Sub Center. We got Ponytail from Pizza Lot. We got Brad from Tony's. We're going to have Wayne Arnold's in here. We got 8 million different people thanking us for allowing them to bring us food. How do you like that? And schlepping it to us up here. The line of the year from Carlos at the front desk a week ago today, who's paying for the food <laughs> on this show? I guess he don't listen to this show, huh? you got to be kidding me, Carlos. Only $50. And by the way, get a haircut. Here's a mobile in the keys. Hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Let me fill you in on... Uh... On purgatory and limbo. Fill me in on all that good all crap. Right, we'll start with limbo. I'm going to touch myself just so Jesus has to hold that cross a little well, bit that's higher. A mortal oh, jeez. That's a mortal sin if you touch yourself. We'll get into that later. I didn't say where I touched myself. <laughs> well, that's true. It was only on the elbow. All right. Uh, first, limbo. Limbo is only for people who have not been baptized. And what happens if you have Boy. a baptized, There's original sin, you know. Uh-huh. So if you're if you haven't been baptized, you still have original sin. So you go there and you get to see all the saints, Mary, and everybody else. The only thing you don't get to see the big guy, and you live happily ever after. Yeah, that's that one. Well, who wants to see a sadist like him anyway? Well, I know. So then you got purgatory. Purgatory is you go if you only commit venial sins. Venial sins like uh, stealing from your mother. Venereal, sin, sin. venereal sins. Yeah, like venereal bone. Well, a mortal touch? sin would be like touching yourself, say. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you go there and you burn temporarily until you burn your sins off, and then you go to the happy hunting ground. Uh-huh. Now, in the old days, back in the dark ages, they used to sell about ten years ago. time. Uh-huh. Only the rich could pay for it, so that was called selling in indulgences. <laughs> and so if you paid right. that off, That's the right. poor people had to burn in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you can pray it off. Now, as a kid in Catholic school, there was a thing called a scapula with the yeah, sacred heart. I mentioned that before. What, what, now, what that be? It's a thing that you hang around your neck. You can't even take it off in the shower, so they put it in plastic bags. And it's, it's true now. And if you wore that thing and you died, either the first Friday or the last Friday of the month, Mary would come and get you out of purgatory. Oh, my God. Now, there's a problem. Yeah. Let's say it's the first Friday. Let's say you died on the second Friday. You still have to burn for three weeks until Mary came and got you. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable, sure, sure, but seriously. that's why I'm, stop, I'm no longer and, not only a Catholic, but not a Christian. Stop and think about the fact that there are really people with an IQ larger than their thumbnail who, believe, who, 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 who believe Anyway, this. thank you so much. And have a great that's day. That's the story. People who really believe this. Can you believe that? Can anybody? No. No, I can't. You you know you can you can protest all you want you can insist to me that you really believe this I'm sorry there is nobody on the face of the earth that stupid who would really believe this stuff next to be tell me that there are people who walk around with magic underwear on all day huh <laughs> that'll be the next fairy tale you tell me that there are people so superstitious even I bet you Donnie and Marie didn't wear that magic underwear mm. well they were on there last night on the VH1 thing. This is great, but I got a piece of something. And how come you got olives on yours there, mister? 
Huh? I got a Greek salad. Oh, I'm not into Greek, especially after reading this book. So what do you think? I, anybody that uh, go in a bookstore, you don't have to buy the book called Three Month Fever. <clears throat> and by Gary Indiana. And you look in the center part where it's got all the pictures. The last picture is the one of Andrew Cunanan dead in the bed on the houseboat. If he isn't a dead ringer for Sam the Sham douchebag, and our, uh, of course, you don't know him, so how would you know? You'll like the picture anyway, especially if you're in the Faces of Death parts 1 through 40. It's not really that gory. I hate to break the news to you. A little bit of blood. You don't look so bad. Here's a mobile invoker. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just finished all of your favors, and I was glad you pointed out there are a lot of factual errors. That book is the biggest piece of dreck. She amassed a tremendous amount of research, but she didn't tie it together. And she was totally wrong about the crystal meth. He was he worked at thrifty drugs out there in uh, San Diego or wherever he was. Drug deal. And, and, and he was them. he was he was peddling stolen prescription drugs. Right. That's where he got all his money from. Right, but she has him flying back and forth between La Jolla and San Diego and Chicago. I mean, when did the when did the And she doesn't have any of this stuff about his trips to Europe with Norm with Miss Blatchford, as uh, Gary Indiana calls him, Miss Blatchford. One thing that uh, uh, really uh, upset me in the book was uh, the attempt by uh, the Catholic Church in Chicago and um, uh, Lee Niglin's uh, widow uh, to protect her business in the uh, with well, the don't, shopping Well, don't network. forget, he was a big shot. He was a right. big friend of Dick Daly. Of she didn't want to out her, her He was a multimillionaire, so naturally, uh, and of course in this other book, he calls him uh, Miss Miglin. Right. He, he, she, they had a wannabe son who she didn't want to be outed. This guy Duke, yeah, which is probably how he met him. But anyway, the the, the book is really uh, upsetting when you realize that uh, this guy could have been caught before a lot, uh, at least the last two people were killed. Oh, absolutely, especially when you find out that all those leaflets with this picture on them were in the back of that cop's uh, car. I just well, they, spit out a uh, well. They had no and uh, I just spit out a mushroom. Also realize that. that the state oh, attorney uh, them, in Dade County uh, spent a lot that. of time trying to. Uh, so I just discovered I'm the only man on the, on the face of the earth who can eat and spit out a mushroom at the same time. Oh! guy from the Guinness Book of Records, okay? Without, without, without hesitating, without missing a syllable. You saw it. George just happened to look up at the right moment and nearly uh, gagged on it. I'm choking on a pit. Wasn't that great? I did it. I never missed a beat. And spit out. Well, I was going to go down the wrong. I already got something in the other hole there, okay? It was going to go down, down the wrong hole. Rectum. Oh, eventually, later on. Boy, that was even I enjoyed that. Too bad we don't have too bad we don't have the whammy people in here just for that, you know, bastards. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Come on, let's hear about Ilya Kazan, okay? Let's have all these uh, crazy old Cubans calling in. Communista, communista, we love Ilya Kazan because yeah, right, because he turned in all those commies. There's nothing worse than a tattletale. Just ask Bert Convy, okay, if he ever comes back. Well, he's in purgatory right now. And if you did that show, you'd belong in purgatory. That was a bad show. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I haven't spoken to you in many years, but as a long-time listener. I'm from Toronto. Yes, sir. And I want to know one thing. How Big game for the Leafs on Saturday. Nice going. Three to one over Jersey. They did. They finally won. Yes, we did. What do you mean they finally won? Don't you pay any attention to these yes, things? Yes, I pay attention to it. Unfortunately, I used to referee. Uh, American Hockey League, and I sometimes I, when I go to the games, I watch the referees more than I watch the uh, the game. Yeah, so I listen to it now. But I got to. I don't watch the referees; they're old and ugly. Why should I watch them? <laughs> 
But I got to tell you something. Do you remember there were years when Tor- when Toronto was down in the ba- the basement? Yeah. After what the, the, the new owner took over. Yeah. It was great. Harold Ballard, you're thinking of. So you're not uh, well, thinking of Ballard weren't bad. It's the guy who's got it now. Yeah. And he he didn't want to spend any money. It's the same as what's going on here in Florida. Steve Stavros, is that you're talking about Stavros. with the supermarket? Yeah. Stavros? Yeah. Stavros? Stavros? What his name is? Yeah, Steve Stavros. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't want to spend the money either, so we didn't have a good team for many years. It's only the last, what, three years we've got a team that's half-assed decent? No, only this year. Sir, go look up in your history books, okay? See what I'm talking about, these callers? Sir, that was one of the worst calls I've ever had in the last three years. They didn't make the playoffs the last two years, sir. Do you have any idea what you're talking about? No. That's why this guy's down here. He fits right in with the so-called hockey fans down here. Knows nothing. Two open lines in Dade, 100 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the uh, AT&T wireless line. Come on, I'm waiting for somebody to call who believes in all this. I'm going to read that page again about how every time you do uh, some uh, whatever the hell it is, they push those. I mean, what what kind of religions are these that we're talking about? Every time you touch yourself, the nail gets pushed in there deeper and deeper and deeper. Huh? What is that? It says, most intense pleasure and even many mild ones were said to drive the spikes deeper into Jesus' palms and feet to squeeze the crown of thorns deeper into his forehead. And you wonder what Catholic guilt is all about? Huh? And he had to give 30 Hail Marys and 10 Our Fathers and give an absolution for, like, uh, touching himself. 30 was allowed. It said, anything where your banana came into it brought a miserable number of prayers into your penance, and you had to kneel down and say them right there in the pew, picturing Christ getting triage in Paradise Valley emergency room for the trauma you'd given him. Because the crown of thorns was going deeper into his forehead, and they were driving the spikes deeper. You talk about an S&M religion, perfect for Andrew Cunanan, by the way. No wonder he was into that. In fact, maybe that's where he got that S&M fetish in the first place, was being an altered boy. What kind of person could profess to believe in something so sick and twisted and disgusting and grotesque, huh, as the Catholic Church? Not to mention, of course, all the other ones with the magic underwear. And the magic mezuzah. That's our poll question today, by the way. Which is more powerful, the magic underwear or the magic mezuzah? Or the cross with the doctor, Van, Professor Van Helsing? Here's a lady in Miami Beach. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Barf. Religion. Re- organized religion. Uh, people are that stupid, see, that, uh, and I, oh, to listen to you, it's a voice of sanity. And uh, I appreciate. It. Oh, I I mentioned uh, you to Mickey Rourke, and he was too busy. Yeah, great. Uh huh. Good. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. See, Mickey Rourke, he's upset because even I won't talk to him, much less anybody invited him to the Oscars last night. That's what a loser he is. And he's got this bitch calling for him on his show. You really know you're finished when you got to call a local talk show to you know try to get some attention, and the host hangs up on you every time. Officer Prince. Wanted to get his rocks off. Yeah, well, good for him. I've got a lot of friends that are on the police force here that in confidentiality have told me how much of an asshole Prince is. I don't come from a place where somebody says, my d- I'm going to walk away, okay? I don't know. Maybe you're from a different planet. Why didn't he arrest him for saying, Mickey, my d- you motherfucker. I said, come over here, you c- sucker. I'll knock you out. That's what I said. Okay, thanks, Mickey. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. It's eleven fifty six at five sixty WQAM. Mickey Rourke and his girlfriend. Boy, desperate, huh? Desperate. 
And I got news for you, sweetheart. I'll never be that desperate. If I had no calls for five days straight, I still wouldn't talk to you losers. Oh, God, Neil. The other night I watched a wrestling match with big smooth men with sweaty cracks. They would try to grab each other's ass. Wearing nothing more than a tiny G-strap. Alright! But when they rang the bell and the match was over, I couldn't help but notice I had a big boner. I wanna be a wrestler. Wrestler! And have a man's crotch wrapped around my mouth. I wanna be a wrestler. Wrestler! Wrestler! And feel his fist pushing inside and out. Oh, I admit it seems a little gay. Stick my hand between another man's legs. But when I pull my hand away, I get to smell my fingers. You know that other than some time to train, you don't need to have much of a brain. As long as in the shower after you work out, you don't mind placing someone's balls in your mouth. They know that white cream can be messy and too smelly. That's why they like to rub that KY on their belly. I wanna be a wrestler. Entertaining morons just like you. I wanna be a wrestler. And maybe run for governor too. As long as it attracts a crowd, I don't mind going down. Rubbing teepees in a scissor lock with some clumpy queer. Just remember the Greeks and the Romans invented it. It's uh, 12.02 at 560 QM. Here's a fax, by the way, from Cathode Ray, that uh, fag club over there. It says, uh, three of us queens over here were college wrestlers, and we love reminiscing about all that sweaty grabbing and grunting. I'm already excited, he says. <laughs> How do you like that? He also says, you're right, the people, new people to Hel- uh, Hallandale, Hallover Beach, grotesque. <clears throat> That's true. Hallover Beach. You want to see some really ugly people and a bunch of perverts with binoculars in the bushes? Go to Hallover Beach. Not close to lunchtime, though, please. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. God, I feel like a new man now. Cleaning, I'm cleansing my liver out. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hello, Mill. Yes. How are you, sir? Great. I've got the story. Making a big comeback, sir. I'm doing it all on my own. Can't I've find got... a doctor that knows his ass from my armpit. I'm doing it on my own. I've got the story to end all stories. I'm listening. We're out on a boat yesterday. <clears throat> out the doing a little fishing on a nice uh, 38-foot uh, dinghy. We were going, coming back in uh, government cut there off Fort Lauderdale, and all of a sudden the Coast Guard pulls up behind us and pulls us over. They um, tell us to go into the Dania. I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're familiar with this or at all. Uh, they have a, a little uh, area there off Dania where they, where they drag in the, the uh, illegals and the boat smugglers and all yeah. that crap. They bring us in there. What's what's the problem? I I don't own the boat, so I I had to dummy up. I said what you know I said they dragged us in there. I said what's I said what's the problem? Oh, we're just doing a uh, a routine safety inspection. This routine safety inspection took 45 minutes. Nice. They took everything out of the every compartment. Pulled the you know it's a big boat. They pulled the bed, 
sheets, everything apart. And I said to the guy, there's two of them on the boat. And I said to the guy, I want to be on the boat. Yeah. I said, I want to be on the boat to watch these son of a bitches. I was pissed. I bet that wasn't queued up. Yeah. And uh, I said, I said, this is ridiculous. I said, what are are they doing on there? They're conducting a safety inspection. All right. I said, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I said, maybe they're planting something. And the guys, they all got, they all have their. uh, Yeah. That's exactly what I said to him. I said, this isn't. Oh. I said, I said, this isn't Germany, is it? And and the guy looked at me with a with a crappy attitude. Forty five minutes later, they found absolutely nothing, and you know they they let us go with with nothing. But nice. Forty five minutes. Welcome to America, sir. I keep telling you, you think that this is the land of the free? You're living in the past. I said to the guy, I want to watch what they're doing. He says, This is not your boat, and you can't. I said, What if the owner of the boat gives him permission? He said, No. So you know they could have planted anything on that boat and hauled us all in. Yeah. You know it was unbelievable. Hmm. But, uh, Glad you had anyway, a nice day. Jeff Rosner, Scott Bernstein, Mike Simon, you can all kiss my ass. All right. <laughs> okay. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in North Lauderdale. Hello. Hello? Yes. Uh, this is Taylor. Uh-huh. Five-year-old kid. 5670560, pound 560. What, some adult called and put a little kid on the air? We don't play those games, okay, assholes? We don't call up on a radio show and put our little punky kids on here. Uh, let them call up uh, Tinky Winky or somebody like that, okay? Somebody more to his own liking. Here's Virginia Key. Hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I was gone last week, but I was curious uh, a couple things. Did you Obviously, you saw the National Institute of Health report about medical marijuana. Yes. I was curious if you, if you did see that. Yes, I did. I mentioned it. Yeah, but, you know, the reason... That there, wasn't, there was no response, as usual. Yeah, no matter the, what it is we talk about, there was no response. The reason that it is non-carcinogenic, or less, much significantly less carcinogenic, is that nicotine itself, the substance nicotinamide, paralyzes the, the little things in your lungs that move all the gas out of your lungs. paralyzes your little thing? Well, you have the little, hair, oh. little microvilli-like things in your lungs that move all the... You know when you're hacking up the drag and all the crap that's in there? Well, when you smoke cigarettes, they can't do that. So that stuff stays at pools in your lungs and makes lesions, and that's what turns into cancer. Well, that doesn't happen with with <laughs> So you, you always hear a lot of people hacking up huge loogies. Yeah. And that's the reason why their 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 system their cleansing system is working normally when. And you it smoke also, it. And the most important thing in that article is where it said that uh, there is absolutely no no evidence that marijuana is a drug that leads to any other kind of drug use. And uh, that all of that is mythology and a bunch of bullcrap. I, I was amazed that they would actually go that far. I really was. That, that was that was shocking. That it was should have been in capital letters. It should have been in the headline. It it really we don't already know that. And uh, you know, the, the, uh, they should have also had a big headline saying nobody's knocking off Seven Eleven stores to get money to buy weed with. That's right. And the other thing is, if if it was cooked and not combusted, it is absolutely unquestionably non-carcinogenic, and it cannot it is the only in quotes drug known that you cannot overdose on. Excellent. God bless you, sir, and thank you so much. There you go. Quit smoking those damn cigarettes, okay? Start smoking the wicked weed. That's what we say. There you go. I don't care who likes it and who don't like it. Don't overdo it. Don't spend half of the day well picking out the seeds. I can't stand people who do that. You can pick a few seeds out of your rectum, not out of that uh, pot, okay? This country man in the Stone Age, in the Dark Ages. Oh, did he once inhale? Did he inhale? (laughs) Yeah, he inhaled and then Monica inhaled, okay? Big deal. Who cares? In fact, I see a tremendous, a tremendous similarity between the two uh, things, okay? Between his thing and her thing. Did he inhale? 
Oh, my God. If he inhaled one one little hit of a joint, we know that that makes you un- If you took a hit, that makes you unfit. Isn't that what Johnny Cochran says? Something like that. Or if you do a quit, you're full of whatever rhymes with a quit. Bunch of baloney, man. I'm telling you, it's not just me sitting here saying this. This is what the real world is all about. When are you going to come out of your ivory towers? When are you going to stop at all this baloney with a, with a thorny uh, crown and all this? Other, it wasn't a thorny crown. It was a horny crown. He was getting horny hearing all of these stories for crying out loud. Every time somebody touched themselves, he had to hear about it. You'd get horny, too, after a while. Well, he couldn't do anything. He was the son of God, you know. It wouldn't be godly because, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. As in squirt, squirt. Give him a towel, will you? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Yeah, the the, the uh, cross is getting so heavy you can't hold it up straight in the cross either. And there are those of you going and subsidizing this crap every week. So every week you're like, and then I love the people who say, oh well, we're not really into that part of it, but uh, but what? So what are you supporting it for? What are you like uh, subsidizing it and perpetuating all these things, all this crap? Like all you people that are going to go out and buy this uh, matzah this year. Huh? Although I do like the matzah pizza and lasagna pizza a lot. But, nevertheless. Well, at least that tastes good. You've had matzah. It tastes like cardboard. It's crackers. you got to be crackers to eat it. Oh, but it's unleavened. Well, I, you know, big deal. Unleavened. Uh, go see Sander Levin. Go see Sid Levin. He'll take care of it. He'll bless you. Then you eat all the bread you want. What's wrong with a good piece of rye bread, huh? Oh, they can't have it on the Atkins. Boy. Oh, I think I'm going to spit up another mushroom in a second. Better watch. Neil Young. You've seen the traditional whorehouses, and you've tried the local escort service. But the big problem with these is you're a real busy guy, and your life moves real fast. You don't have all that time it takes for your whore to get undressed, get ready, do the job, and then get paid. You just want to get in, get out, in and out, in and out, and then go. Well, then you're going to love this. It's the all-new Hump and Go, the prostitution station you've been dreaming of. Once you drive up to a Hump and Go, you'll see an escalator at the front door. Hop on. At the top of the escalator, you'll see one of our many fine prostitutes all ready to go. Once again, hop on. Hump and Go also has pay at the hump service too. On the headboard, you'll see a little slot for your credit card. Once you're done, just slide the card in and you're ready to go. It's the all new Hump and Go, the fastest thing in town. It's uh, 12:14 at 5:60 QAM. Here's our great letter uh, to the editor today. Every day there's at least one. This not in the Herald today, but in the Sun Sentinel. How do you like that? Let's hear it. Come Sentinel. Short but sweet from George D. Tatar, or is that Tater? T-A-T-A-R, Tater, in Pompano Beach, who's obviously an old fart. And the headline on the letter says, that's why they're called the golden years. The letter says, very short, who says retirees are not productive? I contribute to the livelihood of a general practitioner, a dermatologist, a podiatrist, a dentist, and their staffs. End of letter. How come he left out the proctologist? Rectum. Huh? And the funeral parlor, huh? Oi! What are you trying to say, George Tatar? I'm dying over here. Yeah, well, don't wait too long, sweetheart. He's contributing. He's going to all the doctors, all the fakers out there, all the quacks. By the way, where's those other test results from uh, Dr. Mark Laporta? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. I got a good spy report for you. Yeah. The corner of Old Boynton Road, about a mile west of I-95, 
Steak and Shake. Really? Yeah. They're just putting the foundation down right now. All right. Oh, that means they're going to be all over town. Thank God for that. Yeah, I was in Tampa about six months ago, and I asked the manager, and he said they're coming over here, you know, soon. So yeah, we had be... an article about that a few months ago, but I thought it was another one of those false promises, you know, another no, they... job. Actually, there's a crane putting the sign up right now. Excellent. Yeah. Best news thought... I've heard all year. I know. I thought you might like that. Thank you, sir. No problem. And uh, don't shake it too hard. Let's go to Steak and Shake It, okay? There you go. They're finally coming down here, oh! taking their life in their hands. Maybe they're planning on serving a glass of fizzy water with every meal, too, huh, for George to, and his tartar problem. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, God. Yes, sir. I got a fellow with a 38-foot boat, and he went in. You know why that's happening? Why is that? The freaking liberals. It's going to keep going on like that, too. Oh, the liberals are the ones who created the police state? I thought it was oh, always Oh, you better guys. believe it. Oh. oh, what a shock that is to me. Go Red Wings. Yeah, uh-huh. Asshole. Asshole. What I tell you, the Red Wing fans are the assholes. Most of them. One call left on the board. This guy, get some material, pal. Once in your life, get some material. Have something to say. Is that possible in your case? No. No. 600 years this asshole's been calling for the same lack of material. Go Red Wings. Yeah, nice job yesterday against Philadelphia, by the way. Nice blow job. Even Kathy was embarrassed. Even Monica couldn't believe it. Team that hasn't won a game in 12 games. They got them down 3-1 and then 4-2 late in the game, and all of a sudden, they stick it in there three times, man. Nice going, Red Wings. In fact, I think they've won like three times in their last 10 games. They're hot as a uh, matzo ball on ice. 5-6-7-0-5-60, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Keep pumping those numbers, Neil. Keep pumping them, baby. Give them out over and over and over again. Just maybe somebody out there might have something, even though it is Monday, of course, and even though you're up there on the third floor where things aren't working out too great for you. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello. Neil, relax. You're going to have a coronary now. No, I'm not. No, okay. i got to do this every day. It's the only way you get in. Don't you understand where you are, sir? I'm driving. I don't live in Boynton Beach. I'm driving south. I live in Plantation. Oh, okay. Okay. I have an Atkins inquiry for you. A what? Atkins diet question for you. Hmm. I'm on the diet for two weeks. I don't lose a pound. And then I eat the uh, eat the uh, macadamia nuts and the cream cheese, and I go into ketosis. I lose three pounds right away. Then I go back to the 14-day diet, not cheating, and I don't lose a pound again. Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? I got an answer for a solution for your problem, sir. Just like Andrew Cunanan, okay? We'll take your picture and put it in the book. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Like all of a sudden, I'm the, I'm the diet doctor. Although I am right at 200 pounds today. I've got news for it. Tomorrow when I come in here, you're listening to this? No, you're not, George. When I come in here tomorrow, on that scale, under 200 pounds, you can bet your life on it. Not mine. No, seriously. And that guy that just called, bet his life on it, too. Because it obviously ain't worth much at this point. Boy, look at how much of this I had to throw out. Too much. I could take it home. Huh? You could. I'm going to take it home and finish it later. Thanks again, Brad, over at Tony's. That was a great Cobb salad, by the way. Even Lee J. Cobb would be proud. That's more like it. That's the kind of stuff i got to start eating now for a few weeks. Cleanse that liver out. Not hold my breath and wait for these doctors to tell me something. You gotta figure it all out for yourself. You gotta take your own blood sugar. You gotta take your own blood pressure. My blood sugar this morning was 106 coming to work. Nice going, Neil. Oh! No pills, by the way, yesterday or last night. Get off those pills. Take that microwave, throw it in the toilet. Start doing it right. Start monitoring your own thing and don't wait for some doctor to tell you something. They don't know. I'm telling you, this is the damn truth. Most doctors don't know their ass from your elbow, believe me. 
And by the way, did we get those other test results yet? No. No. Have we heard from the guy from the Cleveland Clinic in weeks now? No. No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hello. Okay, that was I did that. Well, I was okay. Look, the choice was I had a piece of lettuce that I dropped on there. Either I was going to like pick up the piece of lettuce or talk to whoever that bozo was. I did the right thing. I picked up the piece of lettuce. I don't want to mess up our nice instrument over here. Here's a mobile in Medley. Hello. I do, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, with the season almost over in hockey, uh, how do you think uh, Burke's done compared to if we had Van Beesburg for the year? I think he's done pretty damn good. Sean Burke has done a great job, sir, and unfortunately, because the people are a bunch of knuckleheads, they don't appreciate him the way they should. He's been phenomenal. He's been great. I think he's had one of his best years with the team. He's had the best year he's ever had in his life. He looks real confident out there. Right. And let's, not see anymore, and let's not see any more of that Kirk McLean business like we saw in uh, Los Angeles Saturday night. I agree with you. Three goals in five seconds. I hope they never put him in again. Okay, thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Two calls I got left on the board, and then it's music, baby. I'm gonna sit there and finish that salad if it's the last thing I do. I'm cleansing my liver out. Don't interrupt me with my cleansing experience, because I got this thorny crown that you keep pressing deeper and deeper. Every time I have to give the numbers out, I have to press that thorny crown deeper into my skull. And you wonder why I'm a little under the weather lately? Every time I have to pump the phone numbers on this show, uh, the, the nails get d- driven deeper and deeper into oh, hands. That's right. You notice how we haven't had one person call this show yet today who admits that they believe that? You see, this is the thing. When you start getting specific, then all of a sudden they dummy up. They disappear because no person in his right mind would say they believe that crap. How could a sane, rational person say they believe? All of these things. Huh? I ask you that. They'd be laughed off the face of the globe. They just like drag. That's why they like the Pope. They like a guy that runs around in a dress. Huh? With a bad beanie on. And really bad breath. Can you imagine? He must have. Oh, you think Josh Friedman smells bad, you know? Stop and think of all the schmatas that those Getskis over there in the Vatican are wearing all the time. Especially in the summer when it gets to be about 93 in Rome. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Great. They should pay you double to listen to these idiots all yeah. day. And you should get paid double. Yeah, I, I heard way, that I went part. to Emerald Coast yesterday. Excellent. What? Excellent place. The Emerald Coast, the Chinese place on Long right. Island. I seen your face in the, on the picture on the wall. That's what makes it so good, yeah. It's excellent, though. That was a great choice. Okay, thanks, Glad. Uh, and he's knocking the other callers. Thank you for endorsing our sponsors. There'll be nothing to say. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine, just like you're next door. I'm inside Pubics, and I wasn't sure how to... Just like you're inside Publix, I hear you. All right, good. Well, in any case, funny you should mention, I was calling, all doctors should be taken out in the packing lot and shot. Yeah. My very good friend uh, has been using, uh, what's this crap that they they give you when you don't know what you have, uh, and it ruins your body. Anyways, it made him into a diabetic. And Made him into a diabetic? Yeah, it's, uh, I can't remember the word right, cortisone. Oh, yeah. Uh, exposed, you know, stuff, uh, yeah. extended use of cortisone just Raises wreaks havoc on your system. Right, that's right. So they if give you, them if a, you are diabetic, don't use it. Don't go, go, go anywhere near it. They give them a pill, and what happens is, I guess, his diabetes, his diabetes is not so strong that it can be controlled with a pill. But if you take the whole pill, he goes down to zero sugar and he passes out. They so can't go down go, to zero sugar. That's dead. Well, not zero, 40, but I mean, 40, they go yeah. to the... Yeah, it goes to the point where he, he just he passes out. Right. 
and this is going on for weeks. Yeah. So if he, if he takes it, he passes out. If he doesn't take it, he's 190 sugar or whatever. Yeah. So I told him, why don't you take like a half of it? No, why doesn't he go find another doctor? Don't tell I mean, that's too, it's that desperate. You can't just start experimenting yourself. Don't, don't be giving him advice. Find him a real doctor that knows something. But wait, he goes, so he goes to his doctor and he says, and he has to take it. He says, yeah, maybe that might work. Why don't you try that? Right, there you go. Um, you know, what kind of a doctor is it? Just like I'm telling you, they put me on this hydrochlorothiazide, this doctor over at Cleveland Clinic who's supposed to be such a big hotshot because he once saw Pavel Bury naked. Uh, this guy puts me on 50 <laughs> milligrams. No, seriously, puts me on 50 milligrams of this drug. It's a real power. I don't need 50 milligrams. I don't need a blood pressure of 80 over 50, okay? That's barely alive. 100 over 60 is fine. 110 over 70 I'm happy with, okay? Uh, so now I'm just, I'm like chewing up like a third of the pill every day. My pressure is beautiful. I don't need to destroy my kidneys and my body with 50 milligrams of this drug, but you gotta, you know, you gotta be your own doctor, sir, because these guys yeah, don't know. You nothing. have to. This poor bastard's driving around, almost passing out, nice. killing himself on a highway. And the doctor says, "Well, I don't know. Just take it." Sounds like a good lawsuit to me, sir. I think there need to be a lot more lawsuits, is what I think. A lot more well, malpractice. I see you should do the doctors and the lawyers. And there you, you go. Don't, you forget, know, don't forget me. I get half. Okay. That's right. bunch of bunch of uh, fakers. Fakers and shakers and Quakers, they don't tell you anything. Give you a song and a dance, a bunch of double talk. Ba, 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 ba. Tell me something, okay? Tell me something concrete, something specific, something useful. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, that's what you get. That's why you got to read and you got to scour and you got to look like I did over the weekend, try to find out what the hell all these blood test results mean, what's going on in my life, in my body, what am I doing right, what am I doing wrong, cleanse out that liver. Get some energy back. I only wish that this audience had the energy this morning that I got. Then we'd have a show here today. That's right. I got piss and vinegar, baby. In fact, that's what I just had in my salad. That's what made it so good. Thanks a lot, Brad. Next time, stick to the vinegar, all right? What? Got a little carried away over there. Well, you know, he got excited, Brad. You know, he squirt, squirt. Like the free plug. Like I said, the only show in America where they not only bring you the food free right to your door, they thank you for ordering from them for free. Huh? Stop and think about that. Thanks for allowing us to bring you a free lunch today. You're welcome. Seriously. They're ticked, they're, they're honored. They're delighted. And we got these fakers on this radio station who think they know something about radio, who think that they're big shots, dropping all these names all over the place. You know, when you really, when you've really got it made, they bring it to you and they say, and it's for free, of course. And they say, thank you for honoring us with choosing us to bring you a free lunch today. And we say, okay, get out of here. That's what we say. Call you when we need you again. Get out. When he makes it wiggle, Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. Rectum. Put a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Yes. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And in Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars reportedly to go in blind. Now Clinton, he was working hard late nights in the ovary office, working on a practical joke. 
He took my canoodle, put an exploding load in for Monica was blowing rings of smoke. <laughs> Cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle every time he makes it Made a fool of by her husband. Feel that Hillary was wronged. Up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. Bill cigars and Monica's vagina. Let's out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. No. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Oh, candy and sandy. Yeah, that's master. It's faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is. Take a tipperillo and put it in a brick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now, a cigar. WQM. It is true. Cigar sales have gone zooming up since Monica, uh, or since, well, however they did it. That's what it was. Aikman at Mobster's parties. Dallas Cowboys quarterback Troy the Boy Aikman attended two parties hosted by Dominic Montemarano, a convicted racketeer. The New York Daily News reported yesterday. Montemarano. However, the newspaper said Aikman wasn't suspected of any wrongdoing. Aikman's agent, Lee Steinberg, said the three-time Super Bowl winner had little contact with Montemarano. He went there with a friend, David Norrie, and never really spent any time with He went there with a guy. Okay, some guy. Former UCLA quarterback. What do you think they were doing there? Here's a, a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hello. Yes. Okay, what was it? Now, what was that? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Maybe if I give these phone numbers a little, whatever. Couldn't get it, but uh, what do you say, cigar in your uh... rectum? Oh, okay, have a good time doing it, pal. Five six seven oh five sixty. What what is what just happened with that? That guy got chopped off in mid sentence there, and you wonder why I think there's people potching around with his phone. That guy got cut off in the middle of the sentence one two calls ago. I'll wait. What? What is it? Hang-ups. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to hear no music. I want the sounds of silence. I don't want any music. Don't be spoon-feeding these people. What well, we got? The next break in about three or four minutes here. We can we can have three or four minutes of dead air. They're used to that in this station. Every time they do one of those outside deals, which is almost every show in the station, they have at least what, fifteen, twenty minutes of dead air? And all those distorted spots. We're waiting. Five six seven. 
560. And pound 560 on the mobile one line. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How are you doing today? Okay. All right. I Another day at the range. Just want to tell you I'm a closet fan of yours. Yeah. I, I mentioned at the office that uh, I listened to you and I'd get in some trouble. Why is that? But anyways. Why is that? Because uh, they, they mentioned words like Monty Cohen and all this. Uh-huh. Well, that's pretty boring. Uh, tell yeah, them what they with the 20th century. Yeah. I would just want to talk to you about one of the things you were mentioning. Just remember, I, the one person that says Monty Cohen, that's the Monty Cohen. That's the one that's uh, worrying about it too much, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, I saw doctors basically get rid of my mother just giving her pills and pills, and one pill would cause her to have to take some other pills and so on and so forth, and so her whole system was all messed up. So um, I, at least personally, I'm taking, I'm taking it where if I don't have to take unless I really, really have to take a pill, I'm not going to take it just naturally. Or And usually the body will tell you what it wants as far as, as foods or whatever you need to get better. So, mm-hmm. Sex, just, uh, yeah. I just want to pass that on because I think uh, the doctors try to fix too many things with pills. Okay. All right. Have a great day, sir. Where's those faxes, by the way, from Dr. Mark? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one. Hank will be up in Vieira today. We have no idea why. Doing his show from two to six. Uh, big big boob Shambi. He won't be with us too much longer. He'll be visiting that big broadcast booth in the sky if he keeps eating up the storm. Boog Shambi six to ten. Ed Kaplan ten o'clock tonight. Here's a mobile in Oakland Park. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Call me back on a phone that works. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. God, how you doing? Okay. Um. Atkins for two weeks, lost 13 pounds. Great. Um, Saturday I went to that race in Homestead. There was a reunion of rednecks. Yeah. All of them drinking. Mm-hmm. They were selling more beer than God knows what they were selling. Yeah, well, that's what that's all about. It's a redneck thing, okay? So call up Joe Costello. He'll be on this Sunday, uh, Saturday morning. Anybody hear Joe Costello's show Saturday? No. Six o'clock in the morning. Anybody in this audience up six on Saturday morning? No. I didn't hear it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. We've come to the end of the road here today, boys and girls. I'm gonna pack up my old kit bag and move on to a real place. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move onward and upward into a real place where we actually have some people who want to talk. These people don't want to talk to me anymore. You can you can only squeeze so much blood out of a turnip. I get the message. I'm not that slow. I get it. Twenty three years is too goddamn long in one place. Move on up to like maybe go back to Sarasota would be good. They love me over there, huh? Maybe set up shop in Fort Myers. I guarantee if I had some local, if we had some local numbers, we'd be getting devastated with calls from Fort Myers. We'd have calls up the ass if we were on there. Naples, Fort Myers, huh? Venice. Look at that. Have you ever seen anything like this in your life? Never. In the history of my life, I've never seen anything like it. Hialeah, hello. Uh, hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, good afternoon. I'm calling from Hialeah, unfortunately. <laughs> That's your problem. Yeah, right, I know. Listen, I just want to say that uh, this town has to be completely, uh, oh, how can I put it, uh, dead? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's absolutely nothing happening in this town. Uh, no kidding. No crap. You know, that's why I... Uh, All I got to do is sit here and look at this phone. I know there's nothing going on here. I'm talking to dead people four hours a day, every day of my life. And in fact, I should get an asterisk in a goddamn reading book. This man makes a show out of talking to dead people four hours a day, which ain't easy. Yeah, it's terrible. So that's that's why I'm dipping out of this town in like a month. Yeah. You know, I mean, this just I lived in Atlanta for a couple of years, and you have jazz clubs, blues clubs. You got places that you got, you can actually see live bands playing. Stuff yeah. Like that. And there's a few white people up there too, not too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, 
I don't know. I just want to thank you for being on the air. You're one of the few and people. This is it. This is my last day on this station, baby. I'm getting out. No way, really? I'm out. This, uh, that, you know, I came in here this morning feeling like I was on top of the world. I'm out. Six days in a row. You know, you can you can get the message. I'm even. I'm not that slow. Are you still going to be in, in this station? No, I'm, I'm out. I'm I'm going hitting the road. I'm uh, putting I'm putting a knapsack on my back and I'm taking off. Wow. Good luck to you, pal. All right. See you in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. See you on Peachtree Road. Twelve forty. I you know I understand the jig is up. Oh, can I say that? Sorry. Don't take it personal. to the right place. I'm going to move on, okay? You know what I'm saying? Move on to a place where there are living and breathing people, where they want to communicate, have a little bit of verbal intercourse, where they got an IQ bigger than their thumbnail, where they're like, uh, you know, you say something, and oh, yeah, they just latch right out of it and bop, 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 you know, like it used to be. Well, it never was really like that here. I've been squeezing and prodding for 23 years till my fingers, till the tips of my fingers are numb. Five, six, seven, let's see if we can't make it till two o'clock. George will be doing the rest of the week. I'll come in on, uh, what day is 25th? Friday? Payday? Thursday, Friday? Oh, well, I'll come in to get a check. And then we'll uh, go from there, you know, kind of reorganize my life. Because, you know, the message is loud and clear. It's right there staring me in the face. I'm not some kind of a dummy. You can't, how can you uh, detoxify your liver when you're loaded with stress? Can't do it. Can't do it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Oakland Park. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Since you're taking off, could you give us one final bridge tender song? Yeah, uh-huh. I'll give you a bridge tender. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. 
Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yeah. Last year you did a great job. Listen a minute. I watched. Got, last year you you the Italians uh, invited you at the Durrell April second and third. You're going to be invited again. For what? I, was, I, I didn't go to the Durrell April second or April third. No, you couldn't go. But last year, I'll give you ahead of time. The, the weekend with the Italians, you've been on in Naples, Sasko, and a lot of people. Why don't you come down and for yeah. what? Oh, it's for scholarships for the Italians. For the Italian what? For the Italian scholarships for the kids in the in the, in the, in the Italian programs here in. Uh, well, what Italian programs? What are you talking about? Is there scholarships for Italians? Italian kids. What about scholarships for Ukrainians? Oh no! How about Neil. scholarships for Dutch? Uh, Neil. For Finnish. You're Finnish. Get out of here. See what I'm saying? Bunch of bozos we got. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. I'll be long gone by then, pal. April first or second. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I must have been Jeff in the pizza loft. How you doing, Neil? What, what are you talking about? Well, the Italian thing. Happy Pesach. Yeah. I've been out of town for a while. Um, hang in there, dude. The show sounds great. The show sounds great with calls like this, with people like you who have nothing to say? Well, I was... Look, I'm a long-time listener. I well, why don't you say something about I'll it? I've been talking about a hundred different things here today. Why don't you say something? No matter what I talk about on this show, you, you started out by that must have been Jeff Cohen. Is Jeff Cohen Italian? No, he's, he's a Jew selling Italian food. He don't know nothing about Italian. That's why I segued into Closest he ever been to Italy was, uh, you know, Palm Springs North, Florida. Well, we did the Stu's cruise together. Yeah? You and I. Well, that's the problem. That's your problem. Well, it's a beautiful thing. No, it was not. It was disgraceful. That's the last time you ever get me on a cruise ship. They suck. The Stu's cruise? Yes. All on a cruise ship. Let me say it again. Sir, can you understand what I'm saying? Cruise ships suck. No, I'm talking about... Because you get stuck with idiots out there like you. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? What can we do for you, sir? Hey, uh, another guinea here talking on the line. What is it? Hey, uh, all right, listen. I used to live in Miami about like five years back. Yeah. And uh, I got stopped by a recently, and he asked me for my license and registration yeah. in Spanish. So I just typed it myself and we moved to Pembroke Pines. Uh-huh. Now we got all these hey, to break the news to you, pal. Pines. Everybody in Pembroke Pines speaks Spanish too, so you better get with it. And so did that guy. Yeah. Of course. Another spit. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Mr. Rogers. Yes. Okay. I just heard some wonderful news. Yes. And Ribeiro has retired. Have you heard anything about that? No, I have not. All I heard was music on there this morning. Huh. Henry Ribeiro has retired. Has retired, and his sidekick didn't show up. So what does that mean? All I heard was music. I kept waiting to hear Henry or Roger or somebody All on there. Right. Well, I just heard a snip said that he had retired and Roger didn't show up this morning. Anyway, I just thought I'd pass along <laughs> Okay, <back. laughs> thanks for the good news, and I'm going to be right on their heels, pal. What a day this is. Oh. Roger Magellan, Henry Barrow, they're all hanging it up. Oh. I'm doing the same thing, too. I'm moving on. I'm going to go to Poughkeepsie. I'm going back to WBT in Batavia. Talk to some real people. Understand, you know, what life is all about. Get some hockey fans up there. Talk about all the fixed races of Batavia Downs. We'll talk some real stuff. These people here, no matter what, every night, forget about Spanish. No matter what you're talking to these people, it's like you're speaking in a foreign language. Well, this must be the faxes from Dr. Mark with the rest. No, I don't see nothing from Dr. Mark. Now, here's something that I have no interest in whatsoever. Who, to, to Steve, look at this, to Steve Goldstein. See, when you send faxes to the rest of the station on our fax machine, since they got their own fax number, this is what happens to them. I wish I had a dollar for each sheet of paper that we tear up every day. 
I'm throwing a wastebasket just like I'm throwing in there right now. Faxes that are sent because they can't get it straight. We don't have the fax machine for the sports nerds, okay? We don't know the sports nerds. We don't want to know from the sports nerds. We got nothing to do with the sports nerds, okay? They're in another studio. They're in another part of this floor. We got nothing to do with that crowd other than we provide them with free water. That's about it. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. I don't know how you come back into this on your vacations because uh, it's so damn depressing. I I just got back. I started, sir. I haven't sounded this good. My blood sugar is great. I feel better today. I haven't sounded this good in three months. I, I come in here this morning. I'm loaded with good material with all kinds of uh, provocative stuff. And these people, I, I'm telling you, I could go home and talk to my two dogs and get better response than I get here every day of my life. It's to say, why should I knock my uh, head against the wall for, uh, you know, a few lousy bucks? I, I agree. I, I was out in Colorado for a week. I came back here. I was up there, uh, young people, a town with young people, everybody's happy, kind. Like I said before, you got drifters, dead people, and uh, derelicts. That's yeah, what you if, got if, here. If you haven't gone away for a while, you come back, it's a real culture shock. Oh, my shock. God, it's a culture shock. It's like I'm, I'm talking to myself. You're right. There isn't anybody listening to this radio. I must, I'm, we must have the transmitter off today. They must be playing games with me since we moved up on this floor. They must be trying to save the juice. Yep. I, I, I and I came, still say fry his ass. I came into Miami Airport two thirty in the morning. Two old bags are haggling over which one stopped the cab first. I, I come back off. yesterday. I get on the Palmetto and I'm ready to blow my brains out. Or about ten other people. I've never seen such a bunch of derelicts driving on a highway in my life. Well, I wish I could say I'm glad to be back, but I'm not. Well, God bless you, sir. See you. I'll see you on the highway. See you on the old Hershey Highway. I'll be right behind you. I'll be ahead of you. Five, like I said, behind you. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. See if we can make it till we got another hour and six minutes to go until two o'clock. Can we make it today? No. I don't think so. Didn't I tell you before we started this morning? I said you thought last week was going to be bad. Wait till today. Because now we're right on the edge of the uh, big holidays now, which every year in this town, forget that. See, we always got an excuse. Oh, well, it's uh, such and such a day. Spring has sprung. We got Pesach coming. We got Easter coming. We got uh, the moon is in Uranus. Well, well there's always some deal. Uh, Fidel's got the woodpecker going again. There's always some excuse why these people are in a coma. Why they're actively apathetic and indifferent. I'm going to tell you, doing a show in this town is about as much fun as having a cerebral hemorrhage. No wonder Henry Barrow hung it up. That, that's amazing. Right on the heels of all that Mark Benson business and about those horrible ratings they had on that show. And he retired. There, there's got to be more to the story than that. There's got to be more than meets the eye than just Henry Barrow oh. retired. Didn't I tell you, though, I must be my psychic, because I never turn over there. My psychic vibrations told me, turn on Waxy this morning, coming to work, and I hear all this syrupy music. I don't hear any voice. I hear these awful Sandy Payton promos. I think she was mumbling something about where are you in when I need you now. Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. I'm you. I just want to call Dwayne a douchebag. Yeah, okay. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Long time, first time. Okay. Hi, uh, I got a little bit of problem here, Neil. Uh, and what is that? Sounds like it. <laughs> um, a girl gave me some crabs, and I like not giving. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm gonna cook them up for lunch. Here's a, a mobile and Kindle. Hello. And our last call of the uh, Neil Rogers Show on QAM, mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, I, I just actually moved down here from Atlanta, yeah. and. Uh, Two days ago, and turned the the scanner on to find out what AM station actually has controversy. I finally found you, and what you're telling me you're going to leave. This I... is it. You're the la- in fact, you're the last call. You could write this in your diary. <laughs> don't answer any more. This is my last. No, don't answer any more calls. This is your my last call. One to well, two. I'll play music. It's really sad to see you go because yeah. I, I, I found a radio station that had some controversy in this town. Yeah, there's no there's no life here, pal. This is I'm, I got to go somewhere where I can talk to people. These people don't want to speak to me anymore. 
I think it's the maybe people don't speak English down here. That, that's, Is that it? that's a big part of the problem. No speaking English. <laughs> Sorry to see you go. Too many losers. Okay, good luck to you, pal. Bye bye. You'll be going home soon. Twelve fifty-seven at five sixty. Come, that's our last call. Neil Rogers in Miami. Oh. That won't be in the paper. Channel uh, Six moves to Miramar. That's in both papers. Big story. Yeah, big deal. Doesn't mention there that Tony Cigaretto and uh, and that bitch Jennifer Falapi demanded to be uh, hauled in a limo to work in back every day. Doesn't mention that in there, does it? No. No. Got to read CityLink to find that out. That's a news story. 1257 at 560 WQM. Beeper is $12 for one year offer has been extended for the fourth week. Kudos to Albertico, the owner of Beeper Mania, for surrendering to popular demand and stretching one week offer into a full month. How do you like that guy, huh? Oh, by the way, let's remind you of Beeper Mania. Well, it's the only beef I got right now. This is Debbie. Yeah, hi, Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you get some tummy tuck. And uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm-hmm. I don't know what they would do it right away. It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Uh-huh. Laser surgery. Uh-huh. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then yeah. upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um. My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little information from you, okay? Just one moment. It right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it life? puts the lotion in the basket. Okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment or do you want to call me back? It or? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit and nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to it puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you in the tram, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? for Henry Barrow. It's been enough for oh, 109 at 560 WQM. It's our new format. A little sample, all music, all day from 10 to 2. Hey, listen, if we're going to break up the sports, why do we have to do it with talk? What's wrong with a little music? Oh. Every day, 10 to 2. And we don't have to sit here and break for stupid phone calls. These people, they don't want that. They want to sit back and relax, be entertained. A little great music, man, with my beautiful taste. Have a 30 share by the middle of June. Take any bullshit from him. Okay, 114 at 560. Come. Here's a very, very sad fax from one of our regular listeners who's also a chronic faxer, by the way, Bob. I see where you're from, Bob. At the uh... Here's my observation, he says. In the local areas in which your signal reaches, you have four different types of listeners. One, people afraid to call because you may disagree with them and rip them in ass. 
Two, people are afraid to call because their friends may hear them and think they're fags. Three, cornices. And I looked, I looked at that and I, I didn't understand what he meant with number three. I'll get to it in a second. For people like me, we love the show, call once a week, but sometimes when you call us cornices, which discourages us from calling. And see, when I got to number four there, I assumed that he means chronic, spelled C-O-R-N-I-C-I-E-S, C-O-R-N-I-C-E-S, cornices, chronics. Like that? Cornices. There's nothing worse than a cornice regular. I love the show. Couldn't get throughout the day without you and George. I think the one way to solve the problem is to get QAM to put you on in new markets. <laughs> That'll get new blood in the audience. If the bitch Dr. Laura's on in California across the U.S., you dad said him and so on. Is that going to happen, Bob? No. No. So we're stuck with our cornices, I guess. I do have a corn on one of my toes, my one of my smaller toes on the right foot. Or is that a cornice? Let's take a poll here. Music or uh, some talk, huh? That's what we're going to... Starting tomorrow, we're adjusting the format because obviously the town is run dry. I'm loaded with material. I'm full of good crap, okay? I'm uh, getting like a second wind, a third wind in this place. But the audience, uh, I've been predicting this for weeks. You've heard me say it. They're running out. They're running. It's like when the water starts. You open up the tap and it starts to slow into a trickle. You say, uh-oh, uh-oh. You've been able to... You could smell it. Five, six, seven, oh, don't answer them. I'll pick them up cold here. Instant survey. Find out the future of this show. I don't think we have one on this station. Of course, preempting us for those ball games two days in a row. That's really helpful. Oh. Another one there Thursday. You hear that on that promo? Oh. Yeah. These Marlin games. Major lawsuit, sounds like to me. Blowing off the audience on this show. We were kicking serious ass. You see that last trend? Uh-huh. Kicking ass. All of a sudden, they stick these Marlin games on here. We can't buy a call for $50,000. Okay, here's the deal. If you'll call right now, Greg Reed will give you a million dollars in cash. Not. He'll give you a million dollars and bring it to your house and give it to you in small bills. Not. Huh? Five, six, and look at this. Even now in the poll, there's, I'm telling you, there's something going on here. Look at that. Two lines not ringing on our instant survey here on the future of this goddamn radio show. There is something going on with this phone. There's something since we moved up on this floor, and you look at me like, eh, you know. I'm telling you. I've been doing this too goddamn long to think that all of a sudden we move from one place downstairs to another, and you tell me, oh, well, they don't come in in the same place, and they're backward, they're upside down, it doesn't roll over. Even my dog rolls over better than these goddamn lines. QAM. See? See what I'm telling you? How is that possible? How can they, how can they roll over if they're doing that? What? They're not. They're not. There you go again, Gregory. Take your mononucleosis and all your other illness and go home, okay? Talk to somebody that knows how to run a radio station and come in here and give us some stuff that works. They put us up here and he's new in his barren four walls. And I'm ready to walk out of here because I got a goddamn phone system. Oh, and this is the brand new phone system we were supposed to get up here. Remember that? Yeah, another lie. Another lie. Did we get it? No, we didn't get it. Have to get our program director running down the hall to the production studio to get Felix the cat down there to shut the thing up. We got vibrating studios here this morning. Even Kathy Willis would have been uh, embarrassed by that. Even uh, that bitch Erin Summers would have been psychotic. She'd have been screaming for the honey beers. QAM. Hello. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yes. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Look, I just wanted to say, look, that I appreciate everything that you've done because I'm only 20 years old and I've been listening to you for a really, really long time. Yeah. You know, and Are I just we? want to say that, you know, that this town is full of crap. Yeah. I've been noticing that ever since I was 20 years old. At first, I didn't believe ever it. Ever since you were young. In other words, just recently, you started noticing that? Oh, no, I started noticing that two or three years ago. Uh-huh. You know, I thought you just said you were 20 years old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you following that one? QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Okay. Neil, God. Sounded to me like our first uh, caller on the poll was full of crap. crap to me. Oh, absolutely. How are you? Great. Uh, what can we do for you, sir? Well, I just want to talk about this uh, thing about the church and so forth. Uh, no, no, no. We're, we're forget it. It's too late. When I wanted to talk about that, you knew you wouldn't call me, okay? This is what the audience... Like tomorrow, I'll be getting... You know, a week from uh, Circus, I'll be getting calls about that. About the, the thorny, horny head. And the crowns and the sticking your nail in your thing. I'm taking a poll now, sir. My livelihood is hanging in the balance here. And if you think I'm kidding, you may be right. Okay? Have to sit here and act like some kind of a suckling, uh, like a, a suckling, like a cornice. That, that's our audience. I'm serious. I'm talking to idiots here every day. Chronics, C-O-R-N-I-C-E-S. Isn't that how that, I wonder why, by the end of the Belmont start doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. I'm serious, man. You you people are killers, and you wonder why anybody with a brain bailed out of this town a long time ago. And every time, see, I got news for you. I've got, and the reason I felt so much better this morning when I came in, and I'm not making this up. I, I adopted a whole new outlook on life. I don't live here. I live out of town, but only I, see a lot of people live here during the week, and they live here, but they go away on the weekend. I live elsewhere, and I only come here to work Monday through Friday. And every every weekend, I'm gone pretty much, huh? And then, like, on vacation time, then I'm, I'm wherever I really live. I don't really live here. I'm just here to work, hanging out during the week. And I thought to myself, all right, yeah, I can live with that. And then I come in here, WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, sorry to bother you. Listen, um, first of all. What do you mean, all, sorry to bother me? What does that mean? Well, first of all, with the phones, if you call and it dials more than 30 times, it hangs up on you. That's the problem. Okay. What, do you, what do you mean by that? I was sitting here calling your show. Phones dialing, dialing, dialing. Well, what, what do you mean dialing? You mean ringing? Oh, well, ringing, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ringing. 30 times, then all of a sudden you get a busy signal. you got to redial the phone number. That's that's what the problem is. People are calling up and they're going to have to yeah, redial. Yeah, but, but, but they're, they're sitting here dead. They're not ringing at all most of the time. Well, I called it's last... Like, why do you do... When you, as soon as you said that, one of them just went out. When I called last week, yeah. I, I got a busy signal. Like, right. Like, you know when you leave the phone off the hook, one of those real loud, obnoxious ones? Right. So somebody's obviously poshking. They're, they're poshking with our phone lines. They're trying Definitely. to put me out of business here, and our, our program director is sitting in there worried about what kind of desk I'm going to buy him. Right. Now, listen, I, I only call you when I have information because I don't want to waste your time. You say call up if you have something, you know, halfway decent. So Halfway I have decent? Well, you know, people call and say, hi, Neil, can you play this bit? And you hang I up would on. even settle for cornices. Well, I have an asshole spy report. I went to the Gator Nationals this weekend in Gainesville, and I saw your buddy, Brian Cox. Yeah. So my brother's next He's to an me. asshole. He is. Yeah. My brother's talking to him, and I'm standing right next to him. He's on the other side of the fence. He's up there. I guess he's, he's giving money to some guy for drag racing, uh, a brother who drag races a motorcycle. Suck my dick. Yeah. And uh, my brother's saying, hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm going to my brother. He's Suck right in front of me. He's right in front of me. I say, hey, who's this? Brian looks at me. My brother goes, you don't know who this is? I said, no, who is this? And he goes, that's Brian Cox. I said, who's that? Brian's like, oh, man. He's Suck like, my dick. 
don't give me that. So I walk about five, six away, feet away from the fence. I turn and say, hey, Neil Rogers says hi. And he just looks at me with these real big eyes. Uh-huh. So that was it. Okay, thanks for the report. Was that any good? No. He said he only called when he had something good for us. Was that any good? No. But anyway. Suck my dick. Okay, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Are they responding to my poll question here? No. This is not a joke. I like the music myself. Stress-free. I'll live another 20 years. I Because I'm, I'm not walking, man. I'll tell you that right now. If you think I'm going to get up and take a walk, you're dreaming. I show up every goddamn day. I've missed two days in the last 14 months here. Two sick days. Right? And you were out one day uh, filing for illegal alien, whatever that was. Uh, yeah. So between the two of us, three days we've been out. We're not like some of these other people show up like once or twice a week, you know. And then we're out licking our wound because we had a bad day at the track or something. We're here every goddamn day. Rain, snow, shine, sleet, we show up. And I'll still be here. And I got news for it. I, I can afford to go. I got uh, 17 different American Express cards. I can go to Blockbuster. I can go to uh, what's the one uh, in the uh, mall there? Camelot. I can go to every goddamn record store. I can buy CDs that haven't been pressed yet by artists that haven't been born yet. I'll have music coming out of your Rectum. show that Henry Burrow thing or two. And how, and how did this guy know Henry Burrow retired? Where did that come from? They weren't on. So how the hell is he? Unless, unless, of course, somebody called up Sandy. That's possible, huh? You think maybe she had a caller? Have a nice day. Yeah. And how's Ann doing, by the way? Let's dig her up. Let's dig her ass up and see if there's any uh, stretch marks on it. WQAM. Can you imagine that? QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Is the question that do you suck? Yes, I do. Uh, QAM. Hello. QAM. WQAM. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the poll. Yeah. Harold Smith, 24 hours a day, so I'm to hear your faggot ass. Okay, thank you. WQAM. QAM. Neil, God. Yeah, yes, sir. How about we have you from 10 to 2 and then the music for the other 20 hours of the day? Okay. WQAM. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy. Listen, it's not that we don't want to call you. It's that a lot of us are working. And it's, you know, hard to drop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, you think uh, the Dolphins are going to sign Tony Mark? WQAM. Who are the Dolphins going to draft? <laughs> WQAM. Neil? Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, just calling from Fort Myers over here, and I want to let you know I've been calling for the last 45 minutes, and yeah. um, whatever what that guy said before, uh, the the number's just been ringing for like 30 tries. And right, because we're, we're not answering right now. I told George, don't waste your time. Oh, is that what it is? It's ringing and ringing. I'm doing screamless. That's right. Oh, okay. And not only that, but look at all the money we saved you. Well, I don't know about that. Well, what do you mean by that? If I'm he, on there now. If he, you're on here now, but if he would have answered 40 minutes ago and you would have had to wait, you'd have been on hold for 40 minutes. Oh, well, then thank you very much. Now we, you, you get immediate, you're on right away. You don't pay one extra penny. How do you like that? I mean, we're I too, like that we're too much. cheap to pay for a line for you guys over there, but at least I don't have to put you on hold. That's great. I appreciate that. Well, i got two things for you. Yes, sir. First thing is, Jesus and I just got done smoking a joint, and he said, don't worry about playing with yourself. You can't feel a thing. Uh-huh. And the other thing is, I'm wondering... Next weekend, I'm coming over there squirt, to. Squirt. Uh, yeah. I'm coming over there to Davy, and I'm wondering if you could uh, recommend a good spot for me to take a dump. Right in the middle of Davy Boulevard. <laughs> uh, Davy Road Extension, pal. You'll love it. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. And be sure and tie your hoss up real tight. That was our best call we've had all week. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Of course, it's only Monday. Yes, this We're sounds like a, cor a cornice. A cornice? Yes. Um, you're talking about those, um, what, about two weeks ago with the tongue rings? You're wondering why they got... WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. 
How you doing? Okay. Um, great show. Hey, Neil, about... Um... <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I'm with you on it. It's a great show. No, I have something that I'm listening. Let's hear it. Let's go. Okay. Don't keep uh, promising. Let's hear it. About, Let's it. about your medical problems. What medical that... problem is that? I feel great. I know, but you're somebody that's very conscientious with your health. Oh, yeah, that's you... why I look like this. That's why I got a, a cholesterol of 500. <laughs> no. Um, How was the that? Merck Manual. The Merck Manual. Yeah. It's a book. I already I looked at it over the weekend. I went to the bookstore. I didn't waste my money buying it. I read up all the stuff I needed to read, and I found out what my blood tests were all about, what I need to be doing, and I'm in great shape today, and thank you. Merck rhymes with jerk. That's right. Oh, there's Boca Brian. He's been murking off a lot. I've got some money for you here. By the way, it's been nice knowing Boca Brian. He's been a great addition to our show, in spite of what that one asshole from Dade says all the time that keeps calling and hates him like poison. By the way, somebody asked me at the track the other day, uh, would you like some guys uh, to find a guy named Stan Major for you? 127 at 560. Somebody asked me that. Only $50. Come along with me to blow up an abortion clinic to kill another doctor who is murdering a kid. If you speak with a drawl and have a bad attitude, then grab a can of gas and you can burn one down too. Abortion clinic, that is. Ain't nothing like the smell of nurses on fire. Now if you drive a truck and wear a smelly hat, and on the velvet Jesus welcome mat, and after we make the clinic explode, we'll go find a nigger and drag him down the road. You'll be proud you're from the South, boy. Double wide southern pride. Now if there should be a woman trapped inside, we'll rape her in the ass and steal her purse before she dies. And paraphrase the Bible to validate our barbarism, ignorance, and seething hate. Inbred, that is. Fire up some Garth Brooks tune. Now we are the Christian soldiers of God who like to wipe our ass with an old corn cob. And when we're not burning churches or clinics down, we play our banjos in the trees with penis in our mouth. That's what Christians require right there in the old brown eye. Oh, right. Okay, 132 at 560 WQM. Hank Goldberg up in Vieira with all those jock sniffers up there today between 2 and 6. Boog Shambi. He's going to be doing a little rock and roll sports talk, 6 o'clock. Ed Kaplan with the odds and games that haven't been invented yet. All the odds on Ladies Dyke Sports, 10 o'clock tonight. Okay, we're taking our survey. Lots of, and I know that 30, uh, 30 ring thing. Well, what kind of crap is that anyway? It's always been like that, hasn't it? Yeah. 5670560. You see, you're not determined enough. That's the point. Don't be blaming the phone company. Don't be blaming the 30 ring thing. Blame yourself for not caring enough to send your very best or worst or anything in between. That's the point with this crowd. They get weaker and weaker and more and more passive and more and more passive. They want to be spoon-fed. They want me to sit here and do a tap dance for four hours every day. Am I going to do it? No. God damn right I'm not going to do it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. QAM. Penny Hall, please. What was it? Can you hold, please? Oh, QAM. Oh, God, finally, all that damn running... Hey, Neil. Yeah. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Great show. Yeah. Anyways, listen, um, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, me and my friend argue at, at work about you. At- QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I mean, I, I hate to see you go, but if you're done, uh, you should let George take over the show, you know what I'm saying? Okay. QAM. Oh, but it's gone. QAM. Elvis, 24 hours a day, man. WQAM. You know what that sounded like? That sounded like a DJ. Was that Don on the phone? WQAM. QAM. Come on, you can do it. 
Like I said, you can't do it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. QAM. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I, this is a real fan, Neil. I've been I'm thirty six years old. I've listened to you since I'm thirteen. Yeah. I really I really call in. I don't really get a chance too much. Let me tell you about the the Oscars last night. I saw you're the first caller to talk about the Oscars last night, sir. I mean, that's so obvious. I mean, you could fall off a cliff and staring you right in the face. Have we had one call about the Oscars? No. About Ilya Kazan? No. About uh, Roberto Baggio or whatever, Benini, whatever that guy? No. 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 Roberto Panini? Well, I'll tell you what. It was uh, it was terminal. I saw a little bit of it. It was terminal. Yeah. If you wanted like to see this audience, some... terminal. If you wanted to see place. <laughs> If terminal. you wanted to see something good, I don't know if you saw the other night. The fact, you know, most places you go to the airport, there's a big sign that says terminal. You come to this town, right when you get to the county line, there's a huge sign that says terminal. <laughs> as you come in, not as you're going out. Right. I saw, did you see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the other night? No. Ceremony. Oh, that was something. You'd love that. Now, with Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen? Almost. <laughs> oh, I would not have that. I would have been puking my brain. I'll tell you what, at the end they had it. They, they, they ought to take the whole piano and bury the piano man under it. You'll like the piano man. If I ever huh? see Billy Joel again, it'll be much too soon. Well, I'll tell you what, they Mr. had a jam at, eyes. They had a Mr. jam at Moon the end. Eyes. They had Paul McCartney. What a wonder what time the ship landed that he came off of that piece of crap. <laughs> Billy Joel, my ass. Billy Joel, Didn't sing his way out of a paper sack. Paul McCartney. Wilson my little dog could play piano better than he does. Dion was Who's there. Who's the drummer for him, by the way? Get out of here, you're boring. Christ. Suck holes. Bunch of suck holes we got here. Pop, 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 pop. You know, yeah, cornices. It's all the cornice regulars. What? Corn? It's cornices. That was Bob from Total Flooring's Facts, by the way. Chronic Faxer. WQAM. Rick Riley hates you. WQ, good. Thank God it's mutual. QAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Put the lotion in your ass. QAM. Neil. Pass it over, sir. QAM, hello. Neil, how are you doing? Okay. I am so happy to be talking to you. Yeah, I... Tony X and QAM, hello. Yeah, Say hi for... to Fernando Lamas. Hey, this is for PJX Bordop. WQAM. They're doing, they're doing messages for Cornish callers. How do you like that? And and I always love it when somebody identifies themselves like like with a you know with a moniker like that. Like Lewinsky with a moniker. Uh, Pete, I'm, this is Pete the X Bordop. This is uh, Eddie. I'm a friend. Oh, I shouldn't have said this is Eddie. I shouldn't have said that. How's he doing, by the way? You got him locked up? WQAM. Oh, when you say freeze, Major, Miami Vice. That was him. WQAM, hello. Are you fudge packing? WQAM. Kenny Hall. WQAM. Yes, Neil? Yes. Your old station. Oh, by the way, the walker is calling now, Chronic. That's who that was, the the walker. Nice hearing from you. I haven't heard your voice on the talk shows anymore since I outed you. How's that escort service coming? WQ, I think he's in a Cunanan book. WQAM. Neil, 16th time, 427th time. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. Um, I half a penis. What is it? I half a large... WQAM. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Uh, my brother Kevin Brick's a douchebag and he's fagging me. WQAM. Uh, life calls have herpes. WQAM. Yeah, can I talk to Neil? Speaking. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay. Hey, I was going to say that talk show, talk radio in Florida sucks except for you. You're the best. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yeah, anybody doesn't there. believe that, just listen to this show today. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Let's go, let's go. Come on, what is it? What can we do for you, sir? Olga Brian stinks. W- oh, there you are. Oh, there's your buddy. All right. Oh! Come on, leave him out. WQAM. Eddie. Uh, now, that, come on. You can do better than that. That was the worst Eddie I ever heard in my life. Even Special Ed can do better than that. WQAM. You know, Norm Ted reminds me of my mother. WQAM. 
Right. Yes, sir. Well, wait a minute. For a second there, does that work? Line eight? Hello? For just a second there, I thought it was ringing. Maybe they're working on it on the phone line, too. I think it's the Wichita lineman got lost and wound up here in Miami. Anybody has got complaints, call Larry Mixon at Southern Bell, okay? He's been screwing up my lines for 20 years. WQAM. Neil God. Yes, sir. WQAM. Only if. See, they they have no, they, they can do two words. Only if or Neil God. Two words. They don't want to waste them because they don't have any material. Excellent. See, I, I had you guys pegged, I mean, right down to a science. All you cornices out there. All you cornhole, uh, cornices out there. This is beautiful. See, see what I'm saying? There's 50 million people out there, and every single one of them are just like these that you're hearing now. So if you just came into town, it ain't too late. Anybody have a heart or a liver? No. 143 at 560 WQM. The good news, see, there's always a silver lining in the middle of the darkest cloud. Henry Barrow and Roger Magadan, uh, Magadlin, uh, walk out on Waxy this morning, and guess why? Monday morning here on QAM. Oh. Henry Barrow and Roger Magadlin. All we can say to that is, oh, yeah, at least then we got a lead in. What? What are you laughing about? We tried to get Ranieri. That deal fell through. Hey, listen, I mean, we've been shopping for a morning show in this place for, for months now. Following those three stiffs in the morning, are you kidding me? I come in here this morning, and I'm out, I'm coming into this room, and the Defoe and Joe Rose are standing around playing baseball in the hallway, and I'm, I'm thinking, what's on the air in there? Is there anybody on the air? No. Ah, it don't make any difference. We can still do that one share, you know, easy. Henry Barrow and uh, and Roger Magalin with Roger's Entertainment Report. Oh. Starts Monday, oh. March 29th at 5.60 oh. a.m. Finally, we'll lead in with our good old friends, Henry Barrow oh. and Roger. You're a good buddy. By the way, he wants to work till 2. WQAM. Yeah, I'm calling for Neil. Speaking. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How do you like the good news? Well, I'm just sitting here. We've got a release from our program director. It's official. What's that? No more first team starting next Monday. Ah, well, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm in the line at McDonald's, and I'm hearing all these idiot calls you're getting. What's the matter with these people? They live in South Florida. It's affected them, sir. Don't you understand? They got a good excuse. (laughs) It's affecting me. I'm sitting here going like that. I live here too, and I'm supposed to be a high-priced guy. You know, I'm supposed to have an IQ larger than my thumbnail. Well, let's talk about something Supposedly. intelligent. And what is that? Well, I'm, I'm asking you. I thought maybe you might like a little uh, breather from all these idiots. Well, what do you <laughs> want to talk about that's intelligent, sir? What did you want to say? Oh, let's see. Uh, WQAM. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. He's just a cornice. Yes, sir. Mboka, uh, um, mobile Mboka? Speaking. Speaking. Both of that. Oh, Neil. Yes. Sorry. That Ilya Kazan last night? Yes. Who was, um, who start clapping? Because I have newfound respect. I saw Nick Nolte and Ed Harris not clapping when he was getting that, uh, stinking award. Well, he, uh, I only saw this morning they showed the clips and they showed it so fast. Now, Nick Nolte was like in the front row and of course you can't miss him because he looks like a worn out old drunk. Right. But, and uh, I wish I had taped it so I could see who, uh, maybe, Ed maybe, Harris and that wife, Amy Madigan, I don't know if you know who she is, a real militant type, uh, yeah, she's, she's kind of Roger Magdalene, yeah. Uh, that I, I, think, I think we'll find out all the names. We'll build a goddamn statue to all those people that had the guts to sit down to that backstabbing turncoat, Elia Kazan. Yeah, and Rod Steiger, I don't know if you have you seen him for the last two weeks. He's been every, he was on Larry King everywhere talking about what a piece of crap that Kazan is. And he all was right. always like that, Rod Steiger. Oh! He's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's together guy. with Marlon Brando, by the way. Same person. They showed Marlon Brando. It was, I didn't see it, but I saw the uh, previews. It was a rerun of an old interview with what's his name? Uh-huh. Yeah, the other night. And Marlon, like, totally incoherent, you know? Too many bad uh, acid trips with Mr. Peepers. 
And uh, he just and Larry was getting more and more flustered and flustered and it ah, you know. And uh, then Marlon reached over to put that big wad of cotton in his mouth. WQAM. Yes, uh, can I talk to Neil, please? Speaking. Neil. Yes. Uh, last night, the only thing I th- that I on the Academy Awards, the only thing that I saw that was worth anything was, mm-hmm. did you miss Aerosmith? They were on it? Aerosmith playing uh, Armageddon, the theme song. Oh, the for theme a theme song. song from Armageddon, which was number one on the hit parade, by the way. Oh, the Billboard. Right. Yeah, I didn't see it. That was the best thing on the on the show. Were they good? Yes, they were excellent. Well, of course. And uh, the girl that introduced was uh, Tyler. I, I guess that's his daughter. That, Steve that's... Ty- yes, Steve Tyler's daughter. A knockout. Yeah, fine looking. There you go. Great. All right, that's all I had. I just thought you had, uh, thought, you know, how you like her. Thanks for the good news. Like Thank great. you so much. See, I told you, Steve Tyler's God. Oh! The show sucked, but Steve Tyler was great, and his daughter's a sweetheart and a knockout and a great piece. So what the hell's wrong with that, huh? See, I know I got the good taste. You're not fooling me. You can diddle around with all your bull crap all you want. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Uh, Neil, please. Henry Bear oh. Show. <laughs> uh, Neil, mobile. Are you excited about that? Are you excited uh, about her, uh, Henry Bear starting? Yeah, it's very good, Neil. Uh, um, news on here. Hey, uh, for, for, uh, for your lead show, uh, how about getting this guy from Fort Myers, the, uh, the Joe Show over there? He tries to imitate everything that you do, and I think it would be a great lead-in for you. No. WQAM. I can't believe no one's brought up the movie that won Best Documentary, uh, the docu- documentary about Miami. No. What's called? Yeah, Dead Man Walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh. Maybe this is that fax from the doc. Not over there yet. I hear it. I hear it running. Well, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, uh, Dr. Mark to be faxing me the rest of the, huh? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, he's busy, okay? Jeff gave him a long list of phone numbers. He's probably still uh, sleeping off from all that uh, uh, monkey business he was doing over the weekend. That funny business. All that comedy he was playing with at WQAM. That was pretty funny, that guy, Dead Man Walking. That was beautiful. That, that was, was great. See, it goes to show you, I've always said if we can go through about 2,000 calls, we finally get a good one. So hey. what if we do have to have 1,900 crappy calls? Who cares? Got to love Ray Whitney. Any of you some player? Yes, sir. How do you like that penalty shot? I didn't see it live. I saw the tape last night. Boy, no chance. Oh! Right in there. You know, Neil, I got to say E.A. Bear looked like uh, Herbert like Victor. Crap, yeah. Four years ago, when they made the when they made the finals, I told everybody, I said, "You better enjoy it because they may never make it again." Yeah. Am I, am I right? Well, it was just a fluke. I mean, they got hot for a couple I of think. months. Every everybody seems to think that uh, right. you know that there was a great team. It wasn't a great team. It was a team of overachievers, overachievers. who played real hot for about two months, and they got Strzok and Shepard right there at the end, and they carried them on in there and through. And uh, you know, it, it was yeah. a fluke. They had great. They actually had a decent defense and great goaltending, which carried them. Right. And a few breaks along the way. Yes. And Terry Murray sucks. Well, that's beyond a shadow of a doubt. A nice move uh, starting uh, Captain Kirk the Jerk on Saturday and giving up three goals in about two minutes there in L.A., and then they come back from 4 nothing and lose 4-3. But maybe if Burke would have played, they win that game, huh? Just keep in mind, if they get out, if they lose out on a playoff spot by one or two points, remember Saturday night in Los Angeles, okay? Remember Terry Murray. Oh, yeah, but they're playing, uh, yeah, too, it makes no difference, okay? When you're down the stretch and you're going into big games, you don't start your backup goalie in a big game like that when you need every point. But what does he know? WQAM. Hey, man. Yes, sir. Can I talk to Neil? Speaking. This is Neil? Sounds like me. Is this you? Yeah. Okay. All right, hang on. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I thought the Neil, please. Speaking. Speaking. Neil. Yes. This is that Neil. WQAM. I thought the Neil, 
WQAM. See what I'm saying about those banana boat people? Banana boat people, you, you have nothing to offer. You have nothing to create. Why don't you go back? Why don't you go back and take care of the Orioles down there, okay? Suit up, put on your little jock straps, play a little grab ass with each other in the showers, and then maybe play a little baseball too. And take care of those Orioles and the Fidel at the same time, okay? Little Matacones, that's all they got. They're down there prancing around in Little Havana, down around South Beach, prancing around with their hands on each other's you know, hand in hand. You're not fooling anybody, okay? Drilling glory holes in the tea rooms at Westland. You ought to see, you ought to see the pictures of the glory holes in the Cunanan book. All at Westland in Hialeah. Said a bunch of little Julio's done it. Well, I got it right in the book. WQAM. Vegetable. What was that? Whatever. Speak of English, okay? He was Italian. Oh, he was Italian. Yeah, likely story. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Is this Homo Radio? Yes, WQAM. He, you're listening, pal. So you must know. You must know if it's Homo Radio. See, everyone. See, this is this is a brief synopsis of your lives. Because how many times have I said this before? You can call up Maricon, Homo, whatever you want. The fact is, you're listening to it. Nobody's holding a gun to your head, and you listen to it every minute of every day. If I was on ten hours a day, you'd listen ten hours a day. So what does that say about you? You then? How do you spell that? J E W Q A M. The bird lives. I could say something. W Q A M. Hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing, sir? Pretty good. And Steve Tyler. I hate Aerosmith's music. Yeah, and. Pretty the sexy man. W Q A M. It's a homo show. I want chicken. I want. W Q A M. Hey Neil, how's it going? Okay. Um, what does that mean? How's it going? Well, what, what is that? Oh, how's it going? How's your day? You're not listening to the show. Oh, I'm saying how you're doing. You know. I'm doing great. Anyways, uh, how's your day going? It's going pretty good, thanks. Okay, how's your day go? Good, good. Uh-huh. Um, these sportscasters. My day goes are pretty good. Last time I'm watching Channel 10. Mr. Virgin Olive Oil. Uh, it's amazing. Jim Mandich, uh, Guy He-Bear. That's what he calls Guy-Bear. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't know nothing from hockey. What do you want? <laughs> he's all bent out of shape because Michigan State won, and, uh, you know, his team can't be found. They can't get arrested. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's bent out of shape is that the Spartans are going all the way. Oh! At least till Saturday, anyway. All right, well, I just wanted to say these guys know nothing about hockey. Okay, thank you. Well, we know that. That's uh, nothing new. We already know that. This is a this is a sport. This is this is a football and a little bit of a few other things, but it's a football and gambling station. That's it. That's all you got. Do they really know anything about basketball other than they're giving old news about Zoe? No. No, they know they know anything at all about baseball? No. No. We in fact, we everybody on the station agrees we don't ever want to hear another baseball game. No. We have no choice. Thursday at 12:50, by the way. 